Welcome back to another episode of the Not Funny Guys Presents Off the Reels. This is episode 57 of the one and only Genuine Bonafide Not Funny Guys podcast, the internet's number one podcast on public libraries where you might find books? Question mark. Remember, <laughs> if it doesn't say Not Funny Guys, that it's not us. We are the Not Funny Guys. I'm Casey. I shouldn't read what's written, Franklin. I'm joined by Dr. John San Diego Evans and Eric. I'm ready for next week, Line Barger. Gentlemen, say hello. 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 And it's pronounced San Diego. <laughs> and I am ready for next week. Damn it. I'm ready for next week, too. This was a much better week than last week. So, but I'm That's ready good. for next week. Um, and I, I definitely shouldn't read what's written or else I can get in trouble. No. How is that? San Diego. We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> San Diego. Uh, how was how y'all's week? Did y'all do anything fun? Exciting. No, school's over with. I don't care. All right. Um, I got vacation next week. I'll be at Myrtle Beach. Oh, everyone knows where he's going to be at. We're going to be at the beach, too. You know know how big Myrtle Beach is? They'll never find me. Wait a minute. Are we all (laughs) going to be at the beach at the same time? Yeah, I think so. Yes. Wow. We're all. I'll just be where it's actually warm. We're we're gonna be doing podcasts on the beach next week. Uh, so are we the not funny beach bums at that point? Is that what that happens? We might be. I might have to adjust it slightly <laughs> for next week. Actually, I think I'll be back by that point. Uh, oh, no! We, we should all go record from the beach. <laughs> that sounds like a wonderful. Yeah, idea. and I love. I'm gonna really enjoy. No way, that's you gonna be ha- a bad idea. Right? Hey, you better have a noise canceling beaker because I don't want to have to wash out all that stupid noise. Look at my Yeti Blue. It's got this giant condom on it. I mean, it should be fine. <laughs> really? <laughs> that's for your safety, Eric. That's for your safety. It's also ribbed for my pleasure. Oh, <laughs> there's our explicit rating already, folks. We're not even five minutes in. <laughs> we're two minutes and ten seconds in. Where are Damn you it, I'm, I'm going too far. You can cut that if you need to. We got to leave it in yeah. now. And, and I want to hear your complaints, people. I want to hear them. Not funny guys. Off the reels at gmail.com. Please, Easy Franklin. <laughs> oh, you want me to send you want me to send your my complaints there? Yeah, no, I'm yeah. saying send your complaints to Casey Franklin. <laughs> Not oh, funny guys. Yeah, address it to him. <laughs> that's fair. You can you can address it to me. I can take it. I can take it. I can't. I'm really thin skinned. He is a stiff Zelda fan who knows how to crack balls. Whoa. He really knows how to get it done. Look at all that innuendo dropping in there. You've been watching Twitter files. We're we're all too excited for Tears of the No, I deleted Twitter today. Well, actually, this week. No, it's gone during the week. You better be careful. They're going to delete your account if you're not active every 30 days. I don't care. I'm going to probably take all my stuff, archive it, and leave just for good. You don't I don't want to work. I don't want to be on a platform full of like you know segregationist hatred and it's... garbage like Elon Musk is. So, so did you? Then you missed the news that happened today on that. What news about you? Mean, oh, you mean the new CEO who's a right wing? No, not that no. one. No, they um, vamp for two seconds. Both of you. I'm gonna re- I want to read the actual tweet because it's you're, it's that shocking. So, um, so vamp a peanut a is neither a pea nor a nut. I mean, discuss right. <laughs> Can we, I don't well, know if we can it's use that. It's shaped like a pea. <laughs> it is. Uh, but it's I think it qualifies as a nut. But it, is it GIF or JIF? I'm going to always say GIF. I refuse to say JIF because I feel like I'm about to talk about peanut butter. I say GIF as well. Is a hot dog a taco? Since I don't like either one of them, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I think a hot dog's a taco. 
Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you can find New York tacos all around the city. <laughs> oh. I feel like if you went to the... You need to stop like just the whole north. city. So, Eric, so, don't go any further north than where you are right now. Because I, I think right? you might get punched. <laughs> I, I have the tweet. I'm going In, to Jersey next week, so I actually might. Well, you might get punched. <laughs> I'm gonna that was a might either way. I'm going to try to read this in a dramatic Twitter okay, okay. voice. Sorry, sorry. Vamp, vamp over. In response to legal process and to ensure Twitter remains available to the people of Turkey, we have taken action to restrict access to some content in Turkey today. Wow. So he and is then, propping up authoritarians all over the world. And someone, I don't know where the tweet is. I'd have to hunt it down. But someone does actually call him on that bullshit. And he's like, well, what are we supposed to do? Like, we have to do something. He doesn't believe in free speech, folks. Oh, here, here that it is. That is a lie. Here's his response. Um, someone messaged back to him about how crazy it is. And he goes, did your brain fall out of your head? The choice is have Twitter throttled in its entirety or limit access to some tweets. Which do you want? Well, if you believe in a free speech absolutist, you take the throttle. Yep. But, you know, he's not. He is a guy who's desperately trying to make his buck back from overpaying for a site that, though, has a lot of influence. is not big or profitable as he was stupid enough to think it was because he didn't do his due diligence and he had a practical joke backfire. But he did the same thing and he did start doing the same thing in India, which Mehdi Hassan called him out on. And then Matt Taibbi was like rushed to his defense. And then Matt Taibbi got owned on Mehdi Hassan's show because he couldn't talk about it. And then he fell out with Elon because apparently he, quote unquote, works for Substack, even though he has a Substack. Elon thought that was a threat, and they they fell out. And you know what Elon does when he falls out with you? He publishes all your private messages on Twitter. So have fun with that, folks. And for all the Musk stands out there, know that you are the problem that makes the world a worse place. And you Welcome can write back in, to the green yeah, room. You can write me all you want. You can write care. in the not funny guys that off the reels at gmail.com and address it to Dr. Evans. And he will go <laughs> right ahead and respond back to you. So, no, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to laugh at it and I'm going to just drop it in the junk box and never pay attention again. Oh, so, don't do that. Let us. This is a big show, ladies and gentlemen. I've, I've warned you guys for Wait, two weeks. Uh, we need to pick up the We're off the reels, here. folks. Off, we went off the reels. Yes. For two weeks straight, I have warned you all that this is going to be a, a little bit of an unusual episode because we have a lot of movies to get through this week. We have four. A lot of ground to cover. A um, lot of ground. Um, first Class, Days of Future Past, X-Men Apocalypse, oh, and X-Men A lot of Dark decades Phoenix. to cover this time. Oh, you're covering a lot of decades. I mean, 40 years worth of decades. Right. So we are going to kind of jump to it. I promised um, Dr. Evans that we will go straight into it. And with that in mind, I lied to him. No. <laughs> I did say <laughs> it just means I have to lower the sound quality. No, hold on. I, I want to get why we'll I lied. The <laughs> well, I, here's what I want to really get to why I lied. I said it wasn't going to cover anything unless there was a major news story that came out this week. And there was an actual major news story. We don't have to so talk about So we're going to talk about, about Anderson Cooper gaslighting CNN. No, fans? this has nothing oh, to do okay. with this has nothing to do with politics. Um <laughs> on the Disney um, earnings call this week. Um, there was three little bits of fascinating news that came out. 
Um, the first one was that they are going to merge Hulu and Disney Plus, which is something that already happened. Like they already do that overseas. Like if you go to London, you go up to Canada, even Hulu and Disney Plus are the same. You can see Tommy Lee's dick on Disney Plus if you go outside <laughs> of America because it's on Hulu and it talks. So uh, we'll see that soon here in America. Um, so that was one that's on, on Hulu. It's on Hulu, but Hulu and Disney Plus are about to be one thing. Overseas, oh, oh, oh. they're one, like oh, Disney Plus and Hulu, are, already, all of it's there. Um, they package it uh, together in the United States with ESPN. Well, no, 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 no. They packaged all three of them together. Yes. It is literally Disney Plus. I know, they're, they're else. changing that. I'm just saying, that's the way they used to do it. They used to sell yeah. it like as a package. Yeah. Now they're just merging Hulu and Disney Plus together anyway. Yeah, so you'll just go to one app nowadays. Um, so that's one of the things that came out. Then another thing, I believe it was the CFO made a comment that they were going to start pulling back content from um, from Disney Plus. And I actually do have that story still open. Uh, oh, no, that's the one that's the merging them together. Sorry, um, I don't have it open. Um, but they're going to start merging them. Or, so they're going to start removing content. So just like HBO Max is doing where they're pulling content from max we're gonna they're gonna pull some content from disney plus my thought on this is what's gonna happen is stuff that they don't own is what they will pull off so once hulu merges into it all the stuff that's on hulu that they don't actually own i think that's what they're gonna pull off because they already don't have that much on there you so let me ask you this important question isn't this just what disney has always been doing for decades when they used to like this movie's going in the vault. Better buy it now. It it is a method of that, but I don't think they're gonna. I think it would be dumb to pull Disney proper content. I'm thinking it's just stuff that, if there's any Sony stuff or Paramount stuff that's on Hulu already that you can Probably. just watch on Hulu. I think that's what they're gonna remove. And then they're say, they're they're removing content. They could also do a whole thing of. Well, it's on the Hulu servers and it's on the Disney Plus servers. So when we move them together, we're removing it from the Hulu server. So therefore, we are removing content. Mm. It could also be that um, that way. Will um, it just stay named Disney Plus? Um, I think. Or are they going to take a cue from HBO and just call it Plus? I plus. think they're still. Call- <laughs> I think it's still going to be Disney Plus. They don't. They don't a hundred percent say. <laughs> um. So that was one thing. And then part of this came out of, I think it was like a month ago. Maybe maybe it was less than a month ago. There was like a news story that Disney lost 3 million subscribers yeah. in the quarter. And it's very misleading because people are like, oh, my God, all these people in America, they're, they're, they're not watching it because they don't like The Mandalorian or they don't like blah, 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 blah. No. 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 It actually in America is doing fine. They lost 3 million people because they had a contract with a soccer, like a, a, stu- a network that aired soccer games or football games, I should say, uh-huh. in India. And that company pulled away from Disney. And so all the people in India were like, well, fuck this. We're going to go with that company. We just want to watch the football games. Mm-hmm. That's where the 3 million drop was from. So someone needs to write a correction for Ben Shapiro, I guess. Yes. Ben Shapiro is misleading <laughs> you with. With what he's well, says. that's like Ben Shapiro's entire business model mislead. Yeah. The other interesting thing, this one does tie in a little bit to politics. And I just learned this one um, last night. Iger was asked about the feud with DeSantis. And he talked about like, hey, we, we hire 75,000 people. That's tax money that's going to Florida. 
we're planning on spending around $17 billion between now and the end of 2024. So you can keep picking fights with us or you can have our money. Which do you want? And that's kind of how he leaves it. So it's kind of like this veiled threat of like, keep messing with us and we'll just leave your state. See, this is what I find so ridiculous about this this whole nonsense at the beginning. You're picking a stupid fight with the largest employer of your state. Yeah. So the idea that what you're telling me deep down, I know what they're telling their his his diehard people. They're like, oh, he's fighting. Well, what it tells me is he's fighting a war where he's trying to shoot himself in the foot. Mm-hmm. Is what you're telling what he's really fighting for. He's fighting a stupid war because he can't actually do anything that would actually help people. God forbid. Yes. Yes. Why so, help people when you can make them feel good about hating? And I'm glad you brought you phrased it like that. Because I want to tell you about the one other news story that I felt was important enough that I have to share it. It's a very, very important news story. Who are we uh, hating? Eric, Who are we hating? Who are we hating? Who are we hating? Eric, are you sitting down for this one? I'm I'm here, buddy. Vin Diesel on the, died on the red carpet. No, on the fast, red carpet. Wow, I didn't know about that. For oh. Fast X, Vin Diesel was asked about the sequel to Fast and the Furious Ten, you know, Part Two, and he goes, "Oh, there's oh, going to be alive. a third one, so we're getting another Fast movie." Eric. So we're getting up to twelve. We're getting twelve. There's, yeah! there's this is going to be a trilogy. The fast dozen. I told you, Fast dozen. And if they call it. Oh, fast fast part, if they call it Fast X Part One, Fast X Part Two, Fast X Part Three, we could just have the third one called Fast Triple X. And also, an oh, amazing news: <laughs> the rap broke the story. The Rock is going to be in Fast X. Wait, the feud is over. Yeah, the feud is apparently over. So wait, he was. They were gaslighting us the whole time. I don't know, but apparently, he's going to be in it. I'm so excited. So <laughs> that that was news. Big we gotta get I our tickets. To, we that was find the IMAX. big enough that I had to I had to put that in there. That was huge. That was huge. All right. So now we will Game actually changer. go to a letter real fast because we did have one, and what? I would like to address our people real fast. So um, our quick letter comes from Shannon from Natchitoches. So shout out to, oh, to Shannon, Shannon and shout out to Natchitoches. The Casey and I's hometown. Yes. Is this family? Do you guys know a Shannon? No, do no, not probably not. No. All right. All right. The question Shannon asks is, you've all tackled your least favorite Marvel movie to date in this marathon. What is the worst DC movie you've seen? <laughs> so I'm going to let Eric go first. Oh, um... Don't do that. We're going to have a long pause while he has to figure it out. Yeah, I got yeah, one for yeah. you. Going. Let me think. I know let me yours. Think. That's why I wanted to hear Eric's let, let, let John vamp and let me think. For you want, you oh, want my right. three-way tie for the trifecta? Or just what? The, the, the one. You get to get one. Minute, okay, if I only I get to pick you. one, it was the, uh, the Suicide Squad, I guess. Which, I'm sorry. I Not the James you. Gunn, the thank first you, one. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. The one that like tried to shoehorn in the Joker so hard, it really just made the movie worse because it was again under the underneath that stupid regime of people from before, and it was just it was an awful piece of garbage. Um, and I'm just gonna tell you, I get more pleasure and enjoyment if I were to go watch Bat Nipples. So, all right, Eric, what is your worst DC movie that you've personally seen? Now I haven't seen Batwoman. I mean, sorry, Catwoman. So that's why I know. I, that's why I know I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh man! Um, Come on, Eric. Come on. Not ready. I think I'm gonna have to say Batman and Robin. All right. 
that this that's the one that got how... above mine. So you picked but, my number two choice. But, but this makes me wonder how many move of these, Eric. See, we're going to make a list at some point in time. I, actually, or we just can check I, can off I change it saying. to the Justice League, the non-Zack Snyder version, the original release of Justice League? Would that work? You, it, whatever, it's your opinion, not I, mine. It, it's like they teeter between the two, in my opinion, from what I've seen. So I'm going to say Justice League just because I zoned out a lot in that movie. All right. I'm going to say mine is Steel. Never saw it. Haven't seen that one, so yeah. It is Shaquille O'Neal playing yeah. Steel, and it's <laughs> really bad. Yeah. Like, I will watch... I will watch Bat Nipples all day long. I will watch any version of Justice League all day long. <laughs> Hell, I might even watch Catwoman. Steel's pretty bad. So that's Daredevil that's was pretty well no, Daredevil was Marvel. <laughs> Daredevil would be Marvel. Daredevil would be Marvel. Folks, so thank that, you. That that shows my baseline, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. We're gonna I'm gonna make up a list so we can actually check off, see which ones you haven't seen, because I'm just kind of curious which ones you've seen. Well, thank you, Shannon from Nakish. Thank um, you, Shannon. Please write in again. Tell us, um, tell us your thoughts. Tell us what your least favorite DC movie is. Um, we'd love to find out. You can tell us at um, notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com. Anyone can write in. We'll... You can also find us on Instagram now. So, Oh, that's right. Ooh. Instagram. You will find us on Twitter soon, before long. Why? Why? <laughs> because... Yeah, you can find I... us at not underscore funny underscore guys underscore presents at Instagram. And if I ever get a blue sky invite, you will find us at blue sky. So hopefully I'm going to get a blue sky invite at some point. Blusky. Blusky. So, send Blusky. us money and we'll put it on Twitter and we'll get a blue check mark. Well, we, we could. Anyway. No, we we'll never please, waste money on that. Never. Please write in not funny guys that off the reels at gmail.com. All right. Now. Now we will get to the movies. So let us discuss a little movie called oh, X-Men First Class. So this movie, excuse me, um, this movie was in 2011, a long time ago. It does not feel that far back. It me. does feel like a long time ago now. Yeah. But it does feel like it. Well, Days of like Future you, Past feels like I just saw the theater. Agreed. And it's... And, when we get to Dark Phoenix, that one mm. brought about COVID. Um, so anyway, <laughs> first class is two hours and 11 minutes of your well-earned time. Uh, it is directed by Matthew Vaughn, written by Ashley Miller, Zach Steins, and Jane Goldman. Composer Henry Jackman. I love this score, by the way. I'm just going to say I listen to this mm. score all the time. I truly love it. The cast. So this is where it's going to get a little. This is where this, these movies get weird. This cast are like crazy. James McAvoy, or McAvoy as um, Xavier, Michael Fassbender as Magneto, Kevin Bacon as Sebastian Shaw, Rose Byrne as Moira McTaggart, Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique, Oliver Platt as Man in Black, Alex Gonzalez as Riptide, Jason Fleming as Azazel, Zoe Kravitz as Angel, January Jones as Emma Frost, Nicholas Holt as Beast, Caleb Landry Jones as Banshee, Ellie Gath- oh, Gathergi, I'm sorry, sorry, Ellie, um, as Darwin, Lucas Till as Alex Summer, who's in way more of these movies than I remember, Don Creech as William Stryker, the third person playing Stryker, and Hugh, Jack- Hugh Jackman as Logan, crazy all over the place cast. Um, it's kind of impressive the way they, they shoehorn all these people in, and Agreed. 
I normally would go through and show pictures to Eric, but because we did the last, the X-Men movies before most of these characters, he's kind of seen, there's nothing really new um, except for um, Eric. This is kind of how the X-Men were being portrayed in 2011. So they'd gone to, in this picture I'm showing, it's uncanny X-Men number one, um, Regenesis. Um, Cyclops is in more like black leathers. They're doing lots yeah. more blacks and yellows, so you can see the influence. Almost from like the a havoc looking sort of suit. For a little bit, yeah. Um, Which actually, yeah. everybody put it. Yeah. Uh, so this what did um, Azazel? Azazel. I've never heard of him, but he looked like a cool character. So Azazel uh, looks like this. This was Azazel. Okay, oh, he is Azazel. You know that it's it's not in this one, but on the gag reel of the third movie, there's a joke they make about this one that's actually very true. No, I'll get to it when we get would, to the third movie. Okay, you can get there. There, I'll come back to the um, Azazel moment. So this is Havoc in the comics. Um, since we're going to see him, this is the first live action portrayal of him. Um, Magneto looks just the way he used to always look. Um, but they're bringing back his color scheme more, I feel like. They are. They're starting to give him color. Uh, White Queen. Um, that's how she generally looks um, in the comics. Um, Banshee, which we've never... we I think I showed an image to you back when we did when I talked about Generation X, but um, there's Banshee. Um, so, oh, I'll do this one first. Um, so Angel, I believe... It's supposed to be Pixie. They just didn't call her. Yeah, Pixie. I was about to say that's not a real character. Yeah, it's not a real it's character. Not that I, character. I believe it's based on Pixie. Like it's inspired right. by probably. If, if I remember correctly from way back when this movie came out, but it is not a real character in the books. But then we get Sebastian Shaw, as you can see in all of his amazing glory um, from the comics, and he is uh, dressed like he walked out of the Louis the Fourteenth. I know. I, I'm not going to lie. I actually really like this. I kind of wish they did it, but they kind of do in a way because Bacon, I, he wears ascots. Yeah. At like true. one point in time. So it's, but he, he really 60s it up. That's what he does. He yeah. does. And he it was a really 60s kind of like vibe to it. Yeah. It works really well. And then I'm going to show this image. We'll, we'll talk about this image at the very end, but just so we have a oh, clear yeah, shot sure. of what that looked like. Yeah. Um. All right, ladies. Keep in mind, folks, that his helmet's almost never the same in any of these movies. It is not. uh, Yeah, in any of these movies, especially. (laughs) Like, isn't it? It felt like there was one movie where it was like stone. (laughs) Yeah, remember. I think Casey, you said you were tracking this, so I'm assuming you'll let us know. Yeah, I let you know it is. So, all right, let's let's talk about this. So, it. I, I love what they do in this particular movie how it starts off just like the first x-men starts off it actually uses almost the exact same score they reshoot that scene i wonder that too i was off my mind my daughter watched it with me and she's like i've seen this because she watched x-men with me very curious and i kept thinking to myself this has got to be a shot-for-shot shot remake because that kid it would yeah. never have been the same age anymore. Yeah, it would, eleven it would, years. Yeah, it would have to because I would say they could have used the same shot because they don't show his face well enough in the, the flashback. Some but of it could then, have been a shot-for-shot shot remake, and some of it could have been reused. I I'm thinking Maybe. it might now that I think about, I think it might have to be shot-for-shot shot remake because of the pan up at the end yeah. where we see him standing there. But I I love oh my god I love how this opens so much I love that music that score is so haunting 
And unlike um, the first X-Men, they actually then cut to give us Xavier at the, about the same time. Which is but then gets, up as a counter counterpart. Yeah, but it gets confusing because you have Xavier, young Xavier there, and then it's like it's not his mom, it's Mystique, and then your mind just goes like, wait a minute. I've seen X-Men one. How the hell mm-hmm. is are they the same age? Or Mystique might be a year or two younger. But in X-Men one Magneto and Xavier are like 60 and Mystique well, remember they established 40? that her in the this first movie that she will age slower. Right. They they, they get do to establish that, that to sort of give some I guess some cover. Yeah. It's, but yeah, I think you also like have to consider through. that this they, being a reset, I like to think that this is the point of where they completely diverged and said F that old timeline to some degree. But I don't think they do until uh, the next yeah, movie. Not completely, no, yeah. movie. but they were starting they, to. Well, I yes, thought no, this movie totally tried to retcon a lot. Like it, it, it did. It, it, it tried to like fill in the gaps a lot. Where well, I called really this. I said that. I said this is a good attempt at a reset. Mm-hmm. I didn't it call is, it a reboot. I called it a reset. It mm-hmm. is kind of a reset. So I actually I looked up on this one. So when X Men Origins, the Wolverine came out, they were going to do three. It was going to be X Men Origins, the Wolverine, X Men Origins, um, Magneto. And then I've seen conflicting stuff, whether it was going to be X-Men Origins, Gambit, or Mystique. Um, But the Magneto one was for sure going to happen. This was going to be that movie. And then they decided to start tweaking it and changing it to focus more on the rest of the X-Men and not just be Magneto. Well, I would have been okay with the Magneto. I don't know what I would have felt about the other two, the other Wolf Origin movies. But I'm glad they tweaked it as sort of what they did with it instead. I, I agree. That that's my thought too. Is it it works the way they did it, and I love that it's. I mean, Magneto is kind of the central character in this particular one. Um, I know right. Xavier's there, and it's supposed to be like the forming of the X Men, but in this one, it is Magneto's story. It starts with Magneto and oh, it yeah. ends with Magneto. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, we get we get um Mystique there, and then we cut back, and we get to see who the man in the mirror, the man in the window was, and we get to find out it was Shaw. And then I just wrote, holy fuck, Eric. Well, that, that to me set up the whole underlying Frankenstein's monster motif that they oh, ran yeah. with. Oh, yeah. Which I thought worked really well with how they sort of set that up because of the way that they spent. He spends the rest of the movie hunting him mm-hmm. like the creature. And that made me want not the Frankenstein part, which oddly enough, he he's going to play the creature later because he mm-hmm. plays it on stage. Yeah, uh, but I it, all of this and the next couple of scenes we'll talk about make me want just a Magneto Nazi Hunter movie. That's all I want. Just give me Magneto Nazi Hunter, where it's just him going around killing Nazis left and right. Sisu, but Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> Fill in the rest of the story. Tell us how many he killed. Yeah. So that scene when with Shaw when we find when we get to see Shaw, what did you guys think of that when he's like? Well, the Nazis have this awful way of getting results. <laughs> Bring in your mother. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, it was a whole new marvel. I feel like they were trying to like say, yeah, we're pretty, we're we're gonna, we're gonna go dark, so to speak, because that was that was tough. But I also felt like it was just kind of there. It wasn't played up. That I don't know. It was very weird. It was a little, little two plot devicey, even though like it wasn't at the same time. I don't know how to how I'm trying to phrase this. I I think I know what you mean. I watching it this time and you because he like it happens, 
he starts crushing things and then we see all the metal and like the weird surgical room that's next to his office right. or part of his office and all this stuff starts lit up i don't understand why when he lashed out all those knives and stuff didn't just fly through the glass yeah, I think and that was kill funny. shaw yeah why why was it a performative thing almost instead of yeah why wasn't there vengeance immediately right but then Shaw does give him the coin, which is going to be an amazing callback later. Yeah, I do agree to that. The one thing I'll say is that the only thing I can think of, but like he crushes the helmets, right? So he's already yeah. in the room with it. So like I was trying to think of that as like, well, maybe he just doesn't control his powers well enough yet. But he he seems to, you know, when it comes to the other people. Well, that's why I'm like, I would think that when he lashes out with everything, it would just pull all the knives around the room or at least make them fly around the room and potentially hit Shaw. Although but then we wouldn't have a two hour movie ahead of us. (laughs) Well it also Shaw's powers in theory should kick in Mm. and would protect him. Potentially. Mm, True. So you know, it happens. I mean we didn't kill Shaw and Kevin Bacon's amazing. So I'll take it. I'll take it. I had totally forgot about Kevin Bacon until I saw it again because I thought Mm -hmm. The Christmas special is like, oh yeah, they brought him in finally. He's finally there. You know, six degrees finally meets Marvel. Nope. Yeah. So then we're gonna we're gonna do time jumps. We're gonna jump up to sixty two, and Eric is in a hotel room with his crazy map. And then we're gonna we're gonna cut to a scene that cracks me up. We see Charles and Raven at Oxford, and we learn that Charles is a player. The weirdest <laughs> pickup lines ever. he uses on everyone apparently because we're going to see him use them again on moira later (laughs) and it just cracks me up like you don't think of charles as a player but no he kind of is in this uh john what are your thoughts on uh player charles are you for it against it He's for it. <laughs> He's clearly for it. He's, He's clearly. For it. For it. I mean, let's be honest. This Charles Fox. I mean, and that's he does. He does. I think that's what we can kind of establish is that like he's the player. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Then he's definitely we, a player. Then we uh, we get sorry, sorry, just suck your image in the chat. Let me laugh. Apologize <laughs> for the apologize for the cough there. Um, then we get to my favorite score piece. I've already said I love this score. We cut to Eric in the bank, in the Swiss bank with the gold. And he's like sitting there. He's like, I want to deposit this gold. Oh, this is not to gold. How did you get upon it? Well, I got it by my family. And then that score just kicks in that. Dun-dun, dun-dun, oh, yeah. Dun-dun, dun-dun. And I'm like, oh, I love this so much. Just give me this. Inject this score in my vein in this scene. <laughs> Every time he's going about to kill some Nazis, you know. Oh. I love it. Like I love walking to that score, just listening to the Eric music. Oh, I, I really do honestly listen to it while we go out for walks. Uh, but I, I've, watching what Eric does, I just wrote, just uh, just tell the man this guy doesn't have a dentist license. Please tell him. That's <laughs> so what he does to his tooth. Oh. You're going to have to start using Magneto. Every time you say Eric, it's confusing the hell out of me. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> like, what am I doing? <laughs> what are you calling me on? <laughs> you're, you're, you're practicing dentistry without a license. I might be. So then we're going to jump to 
Vegas and we see this is one of those scenes that cracks me up and I don't know if I had this thought when I originally saw this movie or not Moira's on her stakeout so we've already changed Moira McTaggart she works for the CIA now she's not a scientist and I can live with that that's fine she's in the car she sees Emma Frost walk into I assume what's supposed to be the Hellfire Club I think it is Um, and then Moira's like I got an idea let me strip down and just walk in but then I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, like, does she just always wear this lingerie under every outfit well, just in case? Let me put it to you this way. I think one of the things you have to keep in mind here, and as someone who watched way too much Mad Men in my day, I think this can be explained by the time period as being something of a name, uh, sort of a, a working professional woman's get up included a garter belt, <laughs> more or less, as a right. thing back then. And so what she really does is she strips down to her underwear, which happens to include a garter belt. So that's why. Yeah, because okay. stockings didn't I don't think it's around. an intentionally she's wearing lingerie. It's more of a fashion of the 1960s working woman. All right. So, all right. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I'm just it. saying, I like I watched a, I watched all of Mad Men and this like this adds up to me. With with Emma I, Frost. I will Mad say Men. this. It's 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 a little grotesque at a moment, you know, in a way that they're like, oh, okay, we get it, but like, but that's actually least, part of the Hellfire Club aesthetic too. At least they explain it better than like the Fantastic Four did when they made Jessica Alba strip down every time. Yeah, they actually did explain it better, but there like, was actually a plot purpose behind her doing it. Whether or not they could have achieved that differently, that's a that's maybe a different debate. But yeah. I mean, that's that's also part. I mean, she's she's actually joining in with the what is the aesthetic of the Hellfire Club, which has always had this. I mean, the picture we're looking at right now of Shaw and White Queen. If you put Shaw in that like more that Puritan robe outfit and then put her in the um the garter belt with the thing that she's wearing, yeah, that's like that's like standard fare. Yeah, all for the, the for the, the Hellfire, Hellfire Club. Club women dress just yeah, like women this. dress like a dominatrix and men dress like they are. You know, founding fathers. Yeah, it's it's true. It's very, it's very weird. It's true. So after this, we find it's like a Thomas Jefferson party time. Yeah, Monticello. So we find out that they're basically blackmailing someone, working with someone. But we get this scene where Emma uses her diamond skin, which is interesting because that was a more newer thing. And at the time period of the books, that was an aughts. That was a two thousands and adaptation of her powers. Yeah, and she didn't have that powers when she was with the Hellfire Club. So it's just very strange. But, yeah, no, they retconned that. It it you know it's there and it's it's kind of fine. Um, I do love the teleporting. That was Azel teleports. And then we jump to another one of my favorite scenes of the movie, where Eric goes into a bar. <laughs> Oh yeah, a little pub down in a little yeah. beer hall. Yeah, in Argentina. Then the two guys, the pig farmer and the I don't remember what the other guy was, but I Taylor. love the Taylor. And I love what Eric sits there and they're like, "Oh yeah, they tell the little story." And then <laughs> Eric's like, "Yeah, let me tell you about mine." And you, the look on the pig farmer's face, he's just like, "Fuck!" <laughs> when he shows his when he shows his arm, his forearm. Yeah. yeah. Oh man! Oh, I love. Oh man, that seems so good. Oh my god! Like, you can see my notes. I wrote, "Fuck, I love this score." Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I love. Like, I'm not just joking for the podcast. Like, I we haven't really even gotten to my favorite p- use of that score, but that comes at the end of the movie. 
Yeah. And this is where I was like, where he goes, I'm Frankenstein's monster. Yep. And I wrote like, which he'll play later. And then I just, I'm like, I just want a whole series of Eric Nazi Hunter. That's all I want. <laughs> Nothing Come on, else. Disney Plus. <laughs> just give me Eric Nazi Hunter. And I will be once happy. Disney Plus and Hulu combine, it, it's totally in the adult section. Oh, it's it's gonna have to be. Um it'll be there, it, John Wick. It'll be <laughs> But then we're gonna end he, he just takes a quarter. Yeah. After after the scene, it, it the the strangest juxtaposition cutting scene like oh we watch eric killed nazis now let's watch charles down some beer in a funnel what was the yard it was what it was a yard that was a, that's what they call it it's a yard oh well he, 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 he a had yard. a yard he, he, he drank he a, yard. A, a yard and then he does his same pickup line oh yeah so. it's like he has one pickup line okay yeah. i think if he got drunk enough he'd think every girl he met had like bichromial Oh yeah, oh, oh you yeah. do too. Or no, no, sorry, he doesn't use that. He has one for every woman. Because remember what he does with Moira? He tries mm-hmm. to talk about her brunette hair. Yeah, that's not like he's <laughs> the same pickup. He just slightly tweaks it. He slightly <laughs> mutates it. It's <laughs> a groovy. It's, it's groovy. So... Which thank you, Austin Powers. You have ruined that phrase for <laughs> yeah. all eternity. I can't Can take we... it seriously. So Eric, or sorry, um, uh, John, this is a question for you because right after that scene, we learn what Sebastian's powers are. And t- I wrote like its powers are basically Bishop. What? Yeah. What were Sebastian Shaw's actual? I don't powers, actually you remember. You know, it's sad. I don't remember anymore. But I don't either. I thought they I were, don't care. I, I like think this telepath. was probably a better use. It, I thought this was quite creative. It was a quite creative play because it also made a sense considering what his ultimate objective was. Why mm-hmm. he fucking wasn't worried. Yeah. <laughs> Why would I care if I set off nuclear holocaust? I'll just absorb the crap I don't need. Yeah. I'm starting to realize, too, that every X-Men movie, and Mm -hmm. this will only continue to get confirmed, if I'm not mistaken, is basically the humans want to kill us, so let's kill the humans. Yep. Well, that's what the bad guys want to do, and then the good guys are like, no, we can be better. Right. And that's That is is the the premise of the X-Men. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it is the whole premise. So then we get to Xavier is going to work with the government, the CIA. We find Oliver Platt as man in black, just sitting in the back, which cracks mm-hmm. me up. And then a question that never truly occurred to me. I mean, maybe I asked this question two weeks ago, but I don't think I did. They don't believe Charles. So Mystique stands up and morphs. Why does her, why do her clothes morph? Does are her clothes always fake? Is that her, just her skin? Yeah, no, that's what I think. I think that like I think she, she does it because it lets her change completely, change outfits. On yeah, I. but I don't. I don't think she's actually wearing clothes. I think she's projecting that with her transformation. So I always thought she could only transform her skin, and she couldn't go into clothing. But in that's why. Why would you then? Why would you ever do that? Why don't you do it this way, and you can do both? I guess. I yeah. guess. But oh, I have so many questions. About and then, of course, thing. this leads us to Hank McCoy finally. This is going to lead us to Hank McCoy, mm-hmm. but but right before that, I have this. I wrote so we we get to the thing where Sebastian's on his boat, Magneto's coming in. Here comes the cavalry. Sebastian tries to get away in his submarine, which is a really cool scene. Like when Eric's lashing out at the boat, you get the submarine, and all I think of is like, great, you want to get away. You know his power. You Sean or Shaw know his power. 
you were there when he used it the first time. You know he controls metal. So your plan is to get into a metal tube under the water and try remember, to get away. remember, he also was quite aware of his limitations. Right. So he I think he uses power when he's that pissed. He also, being underwater, he knows Eric can't breathe down there, so... I guess. Eric seemed to have a lot of issues at this point, unless it was in like a line of sight. I also, I also think like were they really expecting him? I don't think they were. Yeah. No, I don't think so, I don't I mean, think they were expecting. That's him, just his just, normal getaway. It's like he's like, oh damn it! If only it were plastic or carbon fiber, I would have. <laughs> Hold on, I need to get the, I need to I need to build out the collapsible chopper real quick. <laughs> yeah. That one's made of plastic. Yeah, uh, engineers, get to this. I've got about mm, thirty <laughs> seconds. What's, what's this guy's name? Oh, I bought it from this guy named Thanos. He does carnival supplies. Hold on. <laughs> All right, fine, fine, fine. I'll, I'll acquiesce. I'll acquiesce. All right, let's talk about what you were alluding to: your obsession with Beast and his big feet. Ooh, get it. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm talking about Beast and his uh, unrequited love for Raven that goes on forever. It does. It does. They could have been interesting. And they, done. like, literally revisit that in the final. So yeah. mm-hmm. I feel like it dies and then just sort of kind of sits there and then, like, No, it's oh. in Apocalypse, too. A little bit, yeah. It's it's the only one that's not as Days Future Past because there's not as much. Um, but, well, there's a little bit there in Days Future Past, but not as much. There's uh, things to do in Days to Future Past. They ain't got time for them. Well, yeah. So let's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a little bit of jumping um, from this point. Um, we learn that Sebastian Shaw creates Magneto's helmet, which is an mm-hmm. interesting take on it. There's a weird scene. Speaking of his of the helmet, John, as we're doing Helmet Watch 2023. So this is a, <laughs> a, a, a metallic um, helmet. It's more a little bit of silver, a little bit of black. But when there's a scene where Shaw puts it on in the boat. And it goes on fine. Then the scene cuts, and when it comes back to him, I don't know how they put the helmet on, but it pulls his nose up, and it's <laughs> got like this weird, like pig nose thing. <laughs> it doesn't look that. like it fits, right? And then the, they cut the scene, and it's a it big, comes, it's a big helmet. It is a big helmet. On when all, why it, <laughs> it fit better on Michael Fassbender? Yeah, when it transitions back, <laughs> they've they've he's they've t- done something so it doesn't catch his nose the same way. It's very it's very weird because he puts it over his head. You would think it would push his nose down. I never understood how how it pulled yeah, but the, his nose. It goes up. down and then all of a sudden it tilts back and it's that little piece you know is going to grab. I guess, it, it's well, just folks, a weird if thing. you could see us, we're actually like we're trying to our noses. <laughs> It's a little bit oink, ridiculous. Oink, oink, oink. It's, <laughs> it's very strange. Um, he starts sweet, but then becomes a mess. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That, that same scene where we like where or Sean is like, "Hey, I, you're so great, Emma. I love you so much. Now, do me a favor and go get me some ice." <laughs> yeah, I love you, but I'm still a dick. Yeah, he's like starts sweet, but he's a misogynist. Yes. I mean, it right. is the 60s. So I mean. it, it is the 60s. <laughs> and he's a villain. Uh, yeah. I wasn't going to expect otherwise. <laughs> All right. So as we as we fast forward um, a little bit, we learned that some things we learned in this movie. Beast built Cerebro, which is interesting because Magneto has told us that he helped build Cerebro, but whatever. But he did, technically, right? Kind of in a roundabout way. All right. I'll allow that, but... Beast still be built Cerebro. Yes, I agree with um, that. There is a quick flash when we see Charles use Cerebro for the first time. You see a young Storm. Um, there's like a quick little yeah, shot. Yeah, he's in there. Um, 
the I love the when they're all having their party when they get all the mutants together, and it's the we'll show you um show me yours I'll show you mine mm-hmm. like scene. Um, I wrote like this is interesting. We see Alex Summers. He's like in his twenties and sixty two, yet Cyclops is somehow his younger brother. Or sorry, he's Cyclops' younger brother, but they do it. No, he's his there. older brother. He's his younger what? brother. He's his older brother. He's his younger brother. Because what is he in the books? He's his younger, he's younger. brother in the books. That's what I thought. No, but they they reversed no. it. And also what I find problematic is how there appears to be a 20-year age difference. I'm like, wow. Yeah, the, the age difference is very strange. Uh, then we're going to Banshee. We're going to learn that Banshee is they they show him off like he's Aquaman at first, which is just weird. And, but they never we, really figured out Banshee, even though they tried a lot. Yeah, Banshee's underused in this, and it's it's telling because he's not in any of the other movies. They they literally killed him off. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of um, them got killed off. With yeah, I love the scene where they go to Wolverine and he's sitting there, and they're like, ah, and they like, just fuck off, and it's like, <laughs> all right, cool. I just walk away. Um, makes well, that was laugh. like Hugh Jackman saying, I don't know if this is going to work, so I'll just do a tiny little cameo for this one. Yeah, but I did write, so wait a minute, Wolby's just hanging out, but where's Victor? And wh- are they are they going to Nam? Are they not I going just don't to make, Nam? Just try not to make sense of it, okay? It doesn't work anymore. It. it never will. I can't help it. Then we learn about Angel and um, learn that her spit is lethal. Uh, Which is super weird. Yeah, um, but she does have her little bit of wings. Um, we learned that Havoc uses hula hoops of death, which is very strange. <laughs> they use my power. Stand back. I mean, it was uh, the sixties. So the sixties. Uh, and I wrote this Don't movie. The chip, didn't the Chipmunks make a song about this one that charted? Well, I want solo. I just didn't realize Havoc was on the team. I wrote a line. This movie contradicts X Men Three a lot. No joke. Like this, that's why I called it a reset. Like we just don't care about the past, whatever it was, and the only thing we ever come back to care about is obviously whatever we did in in Days of Future Past. Yeah, we get to um, one another scene that I really like when Emma makes the the general think that he's hooking up with her. And then when Eric walks into the room later, <laughs> yeah. and she's just sitting there at the chair, like sup. <laughs> he's like smart. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really great and good scene for her. Uh, we, we're going to learn that um, there's a, the flash or the mind read of Shaw where he basically is apocalypse. And I'm, I remember seeing this. I distinctly remember this in the movie theater. I see that. I'm like, Oh my God. Are they going to make him Apocalypse? This is amazing. Could Shaw be Apocalypse? Is Apocalypse going to be Shaw? This is so cool. They're setting up Age of Apocalypse. I can't wait. No. Yeah, that's not going to be what I'm going to get. <laughs> then we're going to get to a really cool scene where it's just like, hey, how's it going? Fadump. Oh, what was that sound? Fadump. Huh? What's going on outside? Fadump. <laughs> and it's just a Zazel like teleporting, grab people, go into the sky, drop them. And then when he does it to Oliver Platt, and I'm like, no, don't do it. I know that one broke your heart. I love Oliver Platt so much. And I love Oliver Platt's face. He's like, oh, shit. When he realizes what's going on. Um, But it is cool how he kills everyone. Also, how much does the CIA pay on glass? Because Banshee breaks the glass windows like twice. 
Zazel's they have a crew right by, like, <laughs> ready to replace that. It is the glass crew because they're like, oh, we got we got people who are just going to break this shit. <laughs> Get some better glass. Well, there's a there's a there's a budget in the CIA that just says blah, and they use it for glass. <laughs> yep. Is it? A, would it be a glassmith? No, I'm sure it's a it's something that would never pass an audit. It's probably just a miscellaneous fund that. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. We're gonna put some new glass in. Yeah. Then also um, probably hire some new soldiers. No, new I mean, agents. I mean, I mean, I mean one who crafts glass, a, gra- a glassmith. Oh, is that uh, a thing? I don't maybe. know. Maybe have somebody like that. Maybe they have a glass blower on on staff. They could a glass blower. Maybe that's it. Then we're gonna get to. We've got to put the team together. We need a montage. We need a montage. Montage. As we all learn how to use our stuff, so we're learning how to use our stuff. Beast goes blue from Mystique. You know, she only likes blue boys. But he didn't want to. No, he did not want to. And I I also really appreciate that essentially the original Beast Mm -hmm. was the same sort of human-like form as the original Beast in the comics as well. He became blue, remember? But the original Beast was like this kind of weird white guy sort of thing with big feet. Yeah. Big feet, big hands, and a little bit of Mm -hmm. muscle. So... Bravo to them for for keeping that little tidbit in. I, I agree. Then we're going to jump to this is where we're going to start to get to the X-Men movies will always be about some important date in American history mm-hmm. or world history because we're going to go to the Cuba Missile Crisis. Yeah. yeah, the X-Men are literally the Forrest Gump of like Marvel. They really are. <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking everywhere. <laughs> so we get to the Cuba Missile Crisis. Um, run, everything's going to... We're going to get to all the, the stuff. We're going to see a cool scene with Banshee. The one time Banshee's used. Kind of cool. Yeah. Um, then we're going to get to the, a really cool scene where Magneto pulls that submarine out of the water. And the rest, all the generals on the boats are like, oh, shit, what's going on? And then we start to get to our little bit of a last fight. Uh, we get to where Magneto goes into the nuclear reactor that Shaw's going to use to help like destroy everything and start the war. But, he gets but you know, the helmet. best part about that going back to your soundtrack is when Shaw tries to talk him to his side and he says, I agree with you, but you killed my mother. And then he, as that soundtrack <laughs> is happening, he pushes the coin oh, yeah. through his head and we cut back to Xavier. Who's in his head. Yeah. Oh, that was back like, and forth over and over. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, that was good. Cinematography. Oh, that was I great. This this uh, this movie just makes me happy. Um, this is a, a great movie. Um, it, it was it was way better than what they have been doing. It was a good way of, like I said, resetting it. Mm-hmm. We get to they get out of there, and Moira starts shooting at Eric, and Eric's just defending himself and deflects the bullets, and it hits Charles, causing yeah. Charles but if he hadn't been him. a dick, think about that. If 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 Eric weren't a dick all the time. Well, why are you a dick? <laughs> I just want to say, Eric. Like, I really like my name, but it fucking sucks in like the 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 like <laughs> film world. Eric Cartman, right? <laughs> Eric Eric Leishman, like Magneto. Eric Trump. I mean, I'm fucked over and you, over. <laughs> you are. But at least Eric. Um, Someone give Eric, me a good Eric. Eric Banna. But at least Magneto. Right? Eric from True Blood. Yeah, he's pretty hot too. Yeah. Although, okay, okay, he represents well. All right, but okay, then, okay, you got Eric from True Blood, or you got Eric Magneto. 
Eric Magneto, I guess, holds his own because he's pretty cool in his in his own right. But he's you know you'd want to be like a you know. Oh, I was go. I was just going for which like you could only have one Eric. Eric from True Blood or Eric Magneto. You got to pick oh, one. True Blood. True Blood. You go for True Blood because he, he has moments of good. He like he's a good guy at the heart. I mean, Magneto is too. God damn! Don't make me pick. Right. Eric, right. Eric from True Blood lives forever, so there's a, uh, there's a fun aspect there. Okay, Eric, hot or not, you got to swipe. <laughs> <laughs> the early aughts? What the heck are we doing back here? We've been around twenty years. What? How did hold this on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, I need to write some code. We're the, the next Facebook. Like, yeah, Eric from True Blood. We need to write the next hot. Facebook. Hold <laughs> on, I got to get some code together. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So Eric is now wounded, Charles, and I love. <laughs> It's like you shot me. I didn't. I didn't hurt you. She did it. It's like fuck. No, you did it. No, you did it. Then we get to. It's kind of. I don't know. It's a weird thing when Charles wipes her mind, Mm. and I don't know how I feel about it because it sucks. So Stryker's dad can't know where they are. Right. So Stryker's dad, William Senior, doesn't know. Before Logan Roy comes into the world, yeah, wipes her mind. I just don't. Know how well, I mean, at least that. we get it all undone, at, you know, in the third movie when Charles needs to get you know something going, going for himself again. This is Damn. true. So then we're gonna cut to our end tag of this, and it is Magneto wearing fairly comic accurate helmet. I mean, it's got mm-hmm. like the pointy horns and everything. At least it looks like it's it fits right, his head. Yeah, it's the right color. I mean, he, it's pretty good look. He'll never wear it again. But <laughs> not it's that a, one. Not and not based on one. what we find out in the not next the movie, he only got to wear this for one year. Yeah, he's going to wear it for one year. Um, so that's our little end Breaks her out, and this goes nowhere because she's never going to be seen again. Except in a, a file in Bolivar Trass. I killed it. Yeah. So um, that oh, was is... she one of the ones in the killed? Yes, I forgot. I didn't see. So that was Angel. So was Azazel. I saw those. Yeah. yeah, I saw Banshee. I think was one too. Yep. So that's um, spoilers. That... <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that is X Men First Class. So without saying your score, just um, you like or didn't like, and then we'll go from there. Actually, no. Let's 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 the way. Holds up or doesn't hold up? We'll do our scores at the very end and everything. Just I think so... it does hold up. Right, it got Eric. a very high ranking from me. Eric, hold up or doesn't? Uh, yeah, it held up pretty well. Uh, fuck this movie doesn't hold up. No, <laughs> it holds up. It holds up very well. I really like this one. All right. So wait, let's let's go ahead and rank them as we go because I don't want to the the oh you, you want to be scared. Yeah, where did, okay, where did this end on up on the list when it when it right, when it landed? Oh, okay. wait, wait, sorry, if you're talking about just the top four of these four movies, yeah, this is number so he, two for me. He oh, okay, okay, same. So okay, you want to do just two out of four. This, you want Eric? Yeah. You just want to know where this one is versus uh, the ones from this. Right, movie. I was going to say Letterboxd. Yeah, I don't know if we so want to say that. So Eric, do you want to know where it fits in general on Letterbox with everything we've watched already? You just want to do that whole ranking instead of do it all at once. Yeah, that was my thought. Okay, Eric, then where's yours? Mine fell at number seven. Yours is number seven. All right, this is number three for me on Letterbox. Wow. All right. This one for me is number five on Letterbox. Okay. This fell between the Wolverine and X-Men Origins Wolverine for me. Oh, for me, it's the Wolverine and X2. I like mm-hmm. this better than X2. This is between Big Hero 6 and X-Men, the first one. Nice. Mm. All right. All right, cool. 
So now let us jump to the next movie in the series, X-Men Days of Future Past. And let's jump ahead 10 years. I mean, 30 years. I mean, just 10 years. I mean, whatever. Which which timeline? We're going to jump all over. So X-Men Days of Future Past. There are two cuts of this movie. There is the regular cut, which is two hours and 12 minutes. And there's the rogue cut, which is two hours and 30 minutes. I watched the rogue cut. Um, I think it is the superior cut of the two. Um, This is based on a comic book. Um, Brian Singer returns to direct this. That's all we will mention with him. Simon Kinsberg writes this. John Oatman does the music. So we've got basically the same cast as before. So if they were in the last one and they survive, they basically are back in this. We are adding in Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, Holly Berry as Storm, Anna Paquin as Rogue. Elliot Page as Kitty Pride, Peter Dinklage as Bolivar Trask, which is the second time someone's played Trask. We had a Batman yes. 89 situation in this one. Sean Ashmore as Iceman, Omar Sy as Bishop, Evan Peters as Quicksilver, Josh Herman as Striker, Daniel Cudmore as Colossus, Bing Bing Fan as Blink, Adam Coton as Sunspot, Bobo Stewart as Warpath, Amik Jensen returning as Jean Grey, James Marsden as Cyclops, Lucas Till is still here as Havoc, Kelsey Grammer as Beast. How do they ever do a Like, when you pitch this movie, who in the right mind goes, yes, let's do it? Because my mind is, that's too many characters. What are you doing? And somehow they, they're going to pull it off, in my opinion, at least. Um, I think they, you don't pitch this movie to all these people at the same time. I think you only get them when you need them. Yeah. And I think huh. you sell the people like Kelsey Grammer and Famik Jensen as we need you for like a day. Well, no, but I meant like to the studio execs. How do you um, pitch it? Because you're like, I, my first thing would be like, that's just too many people in one movie. But they do actually a good job of juggling, I think. Um, so, yeah. Eric, this is here's where the X-Men are. I also think they scale it down a lot. Like they when do you really think about it. They like, do. It's, it's they the do. celebrities now. It's just the star vehicle. It's just the legacy characters at that yeah. point. Um, so I think I don't remember if I mentioned so 2014. <laughs> so this was three years later, but it was teased in the Wolverine. Um, I so guess is, if you count that. Well, technically it is. That is. Is that saying. what that's supposed to be? teasing? Yeah. It was okay. supposed to be teasing this with um, some like these. Because these here's machines. the thing. This movie erases that. It will erase it. Yes. It's going it to erase it. End because, up erasing it. Right. It's going to end up erasing it, but that movie still existed True. prior okay. to it. So this, this is what's actually kind of fascinating because X-Men Last Stand technically still exists. And then after this movie, it doesn't exist doesn't, anymore. Yeah. So it's it's an interesting um, look at it. We also this split is, timelines, too, in a sense. This after is where this the TVA is going to need to start stepping Yeah, the TVA yes, needs to come in and deal with this. So Eric, we this split. Is, in mm-hmm. the books, you can see how weird this starts to get at this point in time. They oh, I bring know. Back I remember this very well. This X-Men. When the original X-Men were them. brought back after Cyclops went dark side. Yeah. After the Phoenix Force. And mm-hmm. uh, they brought them in. And yeah, they got all confusing. It gets very weird. Um, so just some notable things for you, Eric. Um, what is the rogue cut? Are you going to explain that? They put oh, yes. Rogue instead of Kitty Pryde. That, isn't that what most no, of it is? No, so the Rogue cut, it adds a couple of new scenes. So at the beginning, there's like this memorial sequence, like a little memorial um, image board, which is reminiscent of... Of, yeah, the cover. Of the cover. So this is the cover of the comic. So it's a, it's reminiscent of that. 
Like and a wanted then, poster, so like FBI's most wanted, it was all mutants. Yeah, right before they decide to send Wolverine back, there's like a the council has like a, a debate over it where years wouldn't have the same debate. Um, this is a little bit Bishop being like, oh, we can't really do this. Oh, what's going on? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, what everyone's already <laughs> voted. Um, there's a little bit more with Wolverine's arrival. Um, we you get to you actually get to see um, Scarlet Witch. You, you only catch a glimpse of her in the in our you cut. Can, in your cut, you see her sitting with Quicksilver in front of the TV. Yeah. In this one, you get this scene right here that I'm showing right here at this picture. Um, Nixon drops an F bomb, but then it starts to go to very wildly. Um, Iceman is going to reveal Logue's location. They're going to go get Rogue. Beast is going to come in and ask about his future. Hey, do I survive? No. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think it's a really strange scene. <laughs> uh, Mystique's going to visit Beast and get it all with Beast at the X-Mansion. Magneto and Iceman will rescue Rogue. Iceman's going to die a, a heroic, violent death. <laughs> Mystique's going to destroy Cerebro. Um, then, yes, then you get the rogue replaces Kitty Pride um, because oh, Kitty got injured. Um, and then Xavier talks to a vet. And then there's a post scene with Trask in jail. Yeah. And you think this is the superior cut? I think it's, it works way better in the t- between the two. Um, adding in the rogue stuff makes a lot of sense because you still saw Kitty Pride get her arm injured. And you're like, well, how does she keep going? Rogue comes in and helps. And it also explains why Bobby's missing later. So there's, there's lots of little things that help, um, I think, in my in my opinion. Okay, fair. And um, also kind of rounds out the new world, you know, or the, the future world. Because that feels kind of like a thin bit, you know. Yes. And it also solved the mystery. The trailers showed Rogue. And but then hmm. I believe y'all's cut is she even in it? Even at the end, very end, very end. Yeah, she's just that one little thing. So yeah, there was there's a whole. I mean, there's sequences like she's being held in Cerebro. She That's must where have been they're pissed. <laughs> Anna Paquin, probably. Um, and she even got her own poster. Yeah. So like it's one of those just weird things. Um, so what I wanted to show you real fast, Eric, before we go on. So we know. What, so this is what Bishop looked like at the time period. So this is why he looks like this in the movie. Because he looks closer to this than his original appearance, which is probably what you're used to seeing from the cartoon. Yeah. And a um, little bit of, they did a pretty decent job with Logan getting him to look similar. Mm-hmm. The Quicksilver, this is what he looked like in the books versus what you're going to get. Bolivar Trask, this is Trask right there. I mean, then I have another shot. This is, um, I think this might be from his first appearance. Right there. And then these are the Sentinels. So they went from these weird looking things. Which come back. They do come back. Um, this is a more of a modern look at the Sentinels. Um, but then we get um this. It's actually I mean, I don't hate it. It's actually I mean it's cool. pretty real it's a pretty it looks like know, a nineteen sixty version. Yeah. yeah. It looks like something you could have There's built the, in the nineteen sixties, which I give them credit for. Absolutely. I give them credit and for it. It still kind of looks like the Sentinel. Yeah. The um, the morphing sentinels, however, that's different. Yep. There's our almost rocky type helmet right there for you, but it keeps mm-hmm. the horns. Um, yeah, but not in a 3D second sort of way. helmet. Right. Yeah, not second helmet has entered the arena. 
third helmet. That's his third okay. helmet. Remember, he has his first helmet, then he gets the the purple helmet that adds the spikes, and now he's got that one. Oh, okay. and then, well, do you think um, it was a different helmet, or did he just add spikes to the first one and then paint it? I'm sure he... I mean, let's be honest, prop-wise, it's a different helmet. Yeah. But he All probably... Right, um, and then this is just... Um, <laughs> this is Quicksilver's first appearance. Um, like, look, the green. Um, here's Toad. We have mentioned before how weird he looked. Um, Why does Toad keep appearing back in up. so many different forms, right? We see him again. I know, I know. We were going to talk about him in the next... Uh, oh, no, it would be this movie in a little bit. Yeah. All right, so here we go. So we're we're here. We've got all this fun stuff. Um, I did point out, and it's a little bit, a little bit later, but I might forget it. Uh, Chris Claremont and Lynn Wein are in this movie. Yeah. cameos. Um, they're congressmen. And so this movie's going to open up in NYC. Um, it's like a prison camp in the future. And we're going to see all the people walking through, like almost like a concentration camp, wearing the neck pieces. I actually wrote it's a concentration camp. Like um, Patrick Stewart's going to give some narration. The classic score is back this time. This one relies a lot heavily on that classic original score. We're going to get some blink action. Love blink. Um, give me more blink. Uh, we're going to get some fighting, some sentinels. We're going to see how it works. We're going to see Iceman actually use his ice slide for the first time. In this, we didn't really get to see it. True. I think this is one of the things that's interesting about this set of movies. They're actually letting people use their powers for the first time. Like I have to say that this group of little runaway X-Men, I really like the group. I do too. It's it, it actually works very well. Rachel was watching this. She's like, why is Kitty Pride and Iceman together? Where what's going on? Why are they together? Um so yeah, we get them this cool little fight sequence. It reminds and then like we get to see where Bishop's going to go back in time after this. And then it like resets and then it goes into the credits. And I'm like, Oh, this is a James Bond opening. They totally James Bond in this. And in a fun way. And I'm all for it. <laughs> um, we're going to end up. So they go to, Oh no, sorry. Um, to the, Oh, we saw Xavier in the hover chair um, in that little yep. sequence, which was mm-hmm. nice. Finally. And then, then we're going to get to Trask. Um, we're going to get a little bit of uh, Trask. What? On the... Oh, I was like, why did I write Trask as a dick? Wait. Yeah. Was <laughs> I was like, wasn't he black in the last stand? Yes. <laughs> he now he's not. I know. Now uh, he's a sh- short man. Yes. Uh, I love that their plan is we need to send, we're going to send Xavier back. Well, he can't go backwards in time. Let's send Wolverine back because his brain can stretch and snap back. Part of that old healing factor, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I did write because we watched Logan already. We know Logan is five years after this movie. I'm like, is it? <laughs> well, it, no, it still is. It technically is because Logan came out after this movie. So, it, it, but it's it's five years after the he goes where he ends the movie in. But uh, either way, I've wrote. So like, we're assuming that Xavier killed Jean Grey in this Logan verse. Um, yes, he'll kill her like two years later down the line awesome um, yeah but i wrote like hugh's gonna age horribly in five years <laughs> no matter how this ends hugh and hugh ages horribly oh, my body just gives up <laughs> it, it all it all hits at once really. goes all the way back <laughs> to the wolverine he's like in that and yashida comes back and says i told you so yeah. you're giving up there sooner should have given it up mm-hmm. We're I gonna... have to say that generally I thought this movie was a great way of blending the old and new. I thought Agreed. it worked, worked it very worked. well. It I thought it was well. interesting, though, is that 
I'm I'm just gonna say my favorite scene, of course, is Jim Croce, Black uh, Silk Silver. Oh yes, them. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Time looks, in the bottle. Yeah. Once we once we get to that, yeah, I was gonna talk about the same thing. Um, as well as we're getting to that real fast. Hugh's gonna wake up. We're gonna learn that we're in seventy three, so we are ten years later. Mm-hmm. I think actually, actually we're eleven years later. Yeah, as I'll say, we're eleven because it was sixty-two in the original. But it's yeah, basically we, a jump, 10 year jump. we jumped about a decade, roughly. Uh, we're gonna get some Hugh butt. Like right off the bat. Gosh, yes, for the ladies, for the ladies. Uh, I love that Hugh forgot or Logan forgot that he had bone claws. He's yes. like, oh, bone claws. Um, I love that waterbed, waterbed, waterbed. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote, "This is the Wolvies that we love." Um. So wait, non- I feel like there was a version of this movie where the waterbed posed more of like a slapstick moment. Oh, sure just did. like eh, it doesn't really fit. Let's cut it. Yeah, um, I wrote like so. Nam is ending. X Men Origins took place in 1973. This is 1973. Why isn't he with Victor in Nam right now, about to get shot? Because that timeline no longer exists. I don't know. But he jumps there, so when he jumps backwards, he would be where he was at that point, which would put him in Nam. Or is this right before? This has to be right before that, no, or it has to be, be right- after because this is 1973. Vietnam is basically over. We are leaving, right? But think, it's 1973 when he when he's getting. 1973 is the scene when he's with them in Nam. Hey, Casey, Casey, I want you to look at my screen. Okay, this is a wand. <laughs> Woo! Well, here's and I it guess makes here's, sense. Yeah, I think you're working too hard at this, Casey. Well, <laughs> well, well no, here's what I wonder. I wonder. Was that scene, let's say January of no. 73? Please stop. Stop this, doing like, this. August stop doing this. No. Stop trying to logic <laughs> this. This cannot be done. Right. Quit trying so, to make fetch happen. <laughs> so, so now we, we're, we, we jump to Nam, and we're going to see Havoc is in Nam. Toad is in Nam, which is very weird. We're going to meet young Striker. Who's gonna age horribly and become filthy rich and change his name to Logan Roy later? <laughs> uh, but then I'm like, but wait a minute! In 1973, in X Men Origins, Striker's older. They've younged him down. Like I'm so no, no, no. This is a different Striker. This is the son now. That's right. This the son is the one who is. Um, Again, let's uh, stop trying to make sense of it. Move on. But, but this would be this is actually technically and they even confirm it later deadpool 3 is going to explain everything kids <laughs> i'm gonna love if deadpool 3 does but they do explain remember the flashback later when because remember they tell wolverine hey keep your mind focused or else you jump back mm-hmm. when he sees striker striker triggers him yes because it's the same striker who's going to give him his yes. claws that's what yeah. i was saying it's it's just weird that yeah. they they change he has the ptsd age. that hasn't even happened yet I know because of X- because of X Men Origins Wolverine, just like I have PTSD. <laughs> okay, so so we find out that Mystique's not with Eric anymore. Um, well, Eric's been locked up since 1963 for the assassination of JFK. Yes, and well, apparently the- locked in a specific place that was designed during World War II when there was a steel shortage. Yes, very convenient. Yes, actually, really smart. Um, when the, oh, yeah, um, she is. wrote that. So when we get to the house. It's the first confusing moment of the movie that will get explained 
weirdly, actually it doesn't even really get explained, honestly, not truly. Xavier can walk. He's in a wheelchair. Yes. The last we see him, he can walk. You're very, we're very confused. We're going to learn that it's a serum that as long as he takes the serum that suppresses his power and lets him walk. But I don't understand that because it's his spine that's injured. No, it's not. It's his powers. Because okay. you know why? Without his powers, he's less butt hurt. He's less. Well, no, because if his spine is, if it, you know, it's a spinal issue. So the serum is essentially working through the spine, but in doing so, it is taking away the power. See, I literally just said it differently, and now it makes sense. Okay, you know what's really funny about all <laughs> this? Seventy-three is how all this just. Into, <laughs> hey, look, all this just makes him look like an like a seventies druggie. It like does. he's got a heroin problem. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah very it's much. Just so. the inverse take on a heroin issue. James <laughs> McAvoy just really wanted like to really go for it. You know, let's be honest. Yes. So this is now when we learn at the point where we learned Eric killed JFK. Um, we're gonna not we, on purpose. Not on purpose. <laughs> um, well, we did you really think there was a him. magic? Did you think there was a magic bullet? We go to I know a guy, and they go meet Quicksilver. This is where I wrote like, oh look, there's Wanda. Um, we I love the Quicksilver like playing like games with them, being like, "No, I didn't." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to see you say it. No, that's crazy. No, whatever. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then the claws just pop out. And then Peters does a wonderful job. My mom once knew a guy who could control metal. <laughs> ah, so you know I we... I will never forgive them in the third movie for not delivering on that. I know no, they just no. dropped it. We're gonna. I've got some thoughts on that too. We'll yeah. get to that in a minute. So we're going to get to one of my favorite things. This this scene, it's one of the best scenes in all X-Men, I think, um, where we're breaking him out. Yes. I lo- but before he does the thing, I love the tape cocoon. <laughs> he's just like, yes, when he, he steals the, the guard's clothes and then we cut and there's like, he's like duct taped oh, to yeah. the wall. And it looks like a cocoon. <laughs> yeah. And I love when he gets him out and it's like, he's like, Magneto just looks up and he's just like, hi. <laughs> and puts his hands on their... I'm gonna hold the back of your head. Why are you holding the back of a head? Whiplash. Yeah, I just, um, I'm like what? Whiplash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a dick. He's a smarty little dick. It's great. We get out and, and I love how like Xavier and Beast are trying to be like get out of. Or, or Xavier and Logan are like, all right, you got to clear out. Well, what do you mean clear out? Who are these people? And then that elevator opens. Like <laughs> Charles. Charles, use your powers. Use your powers. After and he Evan, punches him. Yeah. And you get Evan Peters just standing there like, fine. Okay, I want to point out a trope that picks up from the first movie. Yeah. Eric teams up with Xavier only long enough to get close enough so he can go kill the thing he feels threatened by. Yes. Because the moment they get back to Raven, <laughs> it's like, oh, got to kill her. Yep. That's my solution. And he does it again. Mm-hmm. It, it is particularly in the fourth movie yes i'm like oh god they make him a little too one di- i don't the thing i didn't like is they they make him incredibly one-dimensional all of a sudden and i just mm-hmm. don't care for it that's one of the things i would say is a drawback yeah and also beast is apparently a glorified sidekick he is a glorified sidekick in this particular movie for sure he is he is he's charles's nanny yep and his caretaker mm-hmm. and his personal body man yep he is Jarvis. Um, he is uh, Alfred. Yes, might as well be at least. Um, this is the where you talked about a minute ago. We learned that JFK was a mutie, so this was actually Magneto trying to save him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We get to he's Eric. actually good. Yeah, 
Eric is willing to kill uh, Mystique, as you were just talking about, to save the future. But at, in, in his defense, he's an knowing, absolutist. Knowing what could happen, I mean, yeah. I can see the logic of where his brain. Well, he is doesn't going. take chances. He's right. not a take chances kind of guy. He's a very clear. Here's the problem. Here's a solution. Do it. But then his his pro- his solution when he ends up shooting her and her blood trips. Yes, causes the same, the problem that was gonna happen. Yeah, um, except of course, Bolivar needed brain matter. He needs the whole body to dissect. Yeah, I love the line when he's like, "I want." Oh no, it's it, it comes up a little bit later. Sorry, hold on, I'll I'll jump back to it in a second. <laughs> um, I, this is the first the first branch of the timeline. I mean, technically, I guess the second Wolverine went back and he left the room with the girl, to, the timeline technically started shifting. But if we want to really get into it, the first true break of the timeline is this sequence when Magneto shoots her and she runs out and they're all filmed is the first break, the true, true break. Um, You're on. Oh, I love when Wolverine pop when Wolverine breaks back to the future and other Wolverine is freaking out. What is going on? It's, you know, it's all this. We know each other. I don't understand what's happening. You're on acid. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was a smart move. I think Xavier was handling that well. Yeah, I agree. That was a really good one. You're Um, on acid. We get to um, good call. We cut this. We cut to where Nixon, the Nixon, like fuck me line. Right, it's when um the footage is happening, and that's right before the scene where Bolivar. You would have seen this where Trask is there, and he's like, "Hey, I want this, but I I want I want her. I don't care what you do with her." Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very strange. It's um, pervy. It, yeah. uh, it, well, Nixon took it as pervy too. Yeah. Uh, we get to Logan um, using him, himself to let Xavier talk to himself. I like where Magneto's like solution, like, all right, well, Raven's got out here. They've got her blood. Know what I'm going to do? The Sentinels while they're sleeping, I'm going to put metal in them. And then somehow Smart. I'm going to be able to control their electronics, which that part doesn't. Well, he make did sense. actually. If you look, pay attention closely. I know he, he feeds the. He did stream them. I know, but I don't understand how he was able to feed it through to actually be able to control them. Like they he, may have been very simple. I guess there's not a lot of complex into those kind of mechanics in the 1960s. A lot of it's just electrodes being passed through metal. Gotcha. It's also a so, movie. Good point. <laughs> so, <laughs> in this point, this when the um, the acid scene, that's where obviously Wolverine's claws clip Kitty Pride and uh, make her start to bleed out. Mm. So, after the metal sequence, that is when the movie cuts to um, cuts to Rogue, where it's Iceman saying, "Hey, so she captured." We don't know when she's captured, but she's at Xavier's mansion. She's in Cerebro. When um, they go in there, they're going to find her in the the Cerebro chamber, and there's two men about to operate on on her. So Bobby's like, hey, we need to go get Rogue. I know where she is. Then it cuts to – this is where like creative editing starts happening between the cuts. It's going to go to Beast stepping into Logan's room saying like, hey, do I make it in the future? No, bub, you don't. Oh, and he starts to leave, and he's like, but we can change the future. So that's a little positive thing. Then it cuts, starts to cut into Magneto. You know where Magneto's walking through to get to the trophy room? 
and he gets his helmet back. Yeah. For you guys, if I remember correctly, he walks into the room, the hallway, and he does the whole sequence. It's there's no cuts, right? right. All the way to him getting it. For me, every time they like you can tell you know, like you can tell when there's a cut between like this camera angle and this one, or they mm-hmm. walk through one door and they're going into another room somewhere else. Yeah. Every yeah. time that happens, it jumps to the future. And it's like, here's old Eric and Iceman landing the plane. Here's Eric walking through the lobby. Here they are being led through the sewers to get into the mansion. Here's Eric taking out guards. Here's them go opening up Cerebro and telling the guys, you better run. Because if you don't, I'm coming after you. Cut to Eric with the two balls and hitting the guy upside the head before he goes into the trophy room. Uh-huh. Cut back. So the guys, they've got Rogue. They're trying to get her out. That's when the fights start. The Sentinels come in, kill Iceman. Magneto and um, Rogue get out. Cut to Magneto getting the um, his helmet coming to his hand. It's all cut back and forth mm. in that sequence. And it works really well, especially with the tension of what everything that's happening. Because you don't know which scene is going to have the horrible outcome. And they're just ramping up that music. So it's really cool to sing. Look, that's what um, Iceman, Iceman's going to die. And then that they cut back to Kitty, um, Xavier, and the, Xavier. Well, actually, Xavier, Magneto, and Rogue are trying to get away, and a Sentinel gets on their plane, and Magneto or Xavier manages to get them away. And then they go in, and then Kitty is like, Where's, where's Bobby? Oh, didn't make it. They move Kitty out of the... Well, Rogue comes up, touches her, absorbs her power. And, of course, she's got her memory at that point. Mm-hmm. They, As Kitty's collapsing, I don't remember who it is. I think it might be Colossus grabs her and moves her out of the way. And Rogue comes in, puts her hands right by Wolverine's head and starts the whole um, the transfer. energy transfer. Yeah. From there on out, in your cut, anytime you see Kitty there with her hands over there, it's actually or Kitty looking up at a doorway. Kitty's actually somewhere else in the room. My cuts, you'll always see Rogue there with her hands doing the, the powers. I wonder how and much it, they actually had to reshoot, or if it was just other shots not. It used. was it was all uh, other shots um, not used. It was all from the editing floor. Wow. So we get to then it or sorry for the, me after Rogue replaces Kitty. That's when we cut. We get back to like the baseball stadium, and it starts like. It pretty much matches up for the most part there with some with some shots missed around. Um, so we start to see all the Sentinels. We're going to get to Magneto's wounded. Oh, sorry. We get the Sentinels all doing their thing. Then the battle's going to start. So what did you guys think about that battle? Um, in the, fu- the future battle, I should say. Let me specify that. What did you think of the future battle? Like Magneto getting wounded, Storm getting killed, Bishop exploding. I kind of figured that was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's it was... kind of like a it's kind of a trope, you know. They're going to die in the future because the idea is that we will undo it. And for in a way, that's exactly what they established for us in mm-hmm. the first scene. Yeah, that that's going to happen. That's but true. if everything works out, it didn't really happen. Right. It's still effective because yeah. you're getting to see like Storm use her powers for the first time, really. And then when she dies, you're like, oh no, oh even when they reset, will she still survive? Won't she? I don't know. We get to now. It, it is a pretty cool use of power scene. Like they, yeah, it's, it's no, it's like of, a nice yeah, display. All, all out, a, a you know, la- that's you know powers. what 
that's a real last stand. Okay, it is. Yeah. That's a real yeah. last stand. Yeah, Thank you. Well, well said. We're gonna get to jumping back to the Wolverine. La- that, look, X Men. The original X Men Three was the last stab. <laughs> the last stand. There you go. Um, we're going to cut back to the past. We're going to see Wolverine and Magneto going at it. Um, it's a really cool shot when Magneto sends the um, rebar through Wolverine mm. and lifts him up. It's actually right out of Fatal Attraction. I mean, yeah. it looks just like the Fatal Attraction where he gets his adamant. That he wasn't pulling out. anything out of him this time. Yeah. He was just sticking things through him. Yeah. yeah. Then flings him into the Potomac. We get to cut back and watch colossus die we get to watch warpath die so it's fun how they jump back and forth we will kill a couple of people in the pa- in the future jump back let's see something bad in the past we're running out of bodies here folks hurry up yeah mm-hmm. um this is where i actually wrote down they changed this helmet um so this is where i officially wrote <laughs> oh, that it really? becomes the Again? third helmet it's well it's where you see him this is where you actually see his helmet we don't, we don't see his, yeah we don't see his helmet until this point in the movie he has oh, a obviously when they locked him up, they didn't. He had already changed the helmet. Yeah, so he's got his little like stony type helmet here. We're gonna um, we're gonna watch Sunspot die. We're going to watch Blink die, and I cry. Um, then we're gonna get to I don't know why I wrote smart trick. Oh, when they um use the serum on um, was it Magneto? Who they use the serum on in the future or in the past? Forgot now. There's a spot where they use a serum. Beast uses it. Oh, no. Beast used the serum on himself. That's what it was. Where yeah, so he can make the Sentinel him. not see him. Yeah. Um, and then we get to see, you know, this all this is going on. Mystique is in the bunker with the president. And it's fun. It's, it's an interesting thing how, like, Mystique is going to have a change of heart and, like, be the president to save the president. Mm-hmm. And then shoot eric through the neck and i wrote <laughs> shot through the neck and you're to blame <laughs> and then he's gonna and, get and, and she gave love a bad name because they loved each other they did love it's each like other. a weird love triangle between her and beast and magneto and all in a weird way kind of xavier too because xavier yeah remember xavier weird... swears off it's not that kind of i know whatever um so then we're going. We know the, the future is saved. The past is saved. We're going to jump to the future. Wolverine's going to wake up. We're going to see Bobby and Rogue. The, your first shot of Rogue. My like eighth shot of Rogue. <laughs> we see Gene, and you're like Gene. We're going to then. We're going to cut to the past, and we're going to see the Striker getting Wolvie out of the water. But is it Striker? Because it's a mistake. Which then no, opens up its which own. Which is also weird. Yeah. yeah. It's like, is she going to sell him out? Like, what's going on? Does Mystique give him claws? <laughs> I know. I have the same question. Nice Maybe she no, makes herself look like different strikers. That's That explains a lot. That's her kink. She's just strikers. <laughs> uh, then we get our first of two in tags, for me anyway. Um, and it's Trask is now in the Eric cell. The Pentagon mm. cell. And then... The other one is the very end is Ebsabanur over the crowd alluding to apocalypse. The yeah. Apocalypse that will come yeah, exactly. upon us very soon. So who is not played by uh Oscar Isaac in that cutscene for by any means, right? Oh no, not at all. <laughs> very um, different looking apocalypse. Oscar Isaac really likes Egypt. 
Okay, let's just accept that. They do. Yeah, he does. So I, I, um, last thoughts on this before we jump to the ratings. So last thoughts for both of you. I, I, I loved it. Honestly, like it's what it's it's my favorite of the of the ones. I think the plot holds well. I think Hugh Jackman's charisma really holds both worlds together well. Um, mm-hmm. Like you know, he he makes a lot of sense for why he went back from a from an actor standpoint. Um, I wish that the rogue cut were the real cut, though I don't miss rogue. But mm-hmm. I do wish that there was more rounding out of that world, mm-hmm. um, of the future world. And I feel like, especially with Charles and Eric in that that world, it's just they're so thin of characters yeah. when they are such full people it's such a lost opportunity to have old man charles and old man eric you know essentially yeah. really imparting wisdom and having great you know old you know <laughs> sirs of of england you know well you know shakespearean level you know speeches and stuff so mm-hmm. i thought i thought they were underused it, it was an underdeveloped timeline but beyond that it was a great plot for a for a blockbuster superhero movie yeah I'm surprised they don't actually put the rogue cut on Disney Plus. That that's not the cut you just get because it it is. I I again I personally think it's the superior cut. I've seen both of them a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's the better one. Um, John, what are your final thoughts on this particular movie? Real quick, I, I like I said I enjoyed it. I mean, it's the highest one I've rated of this of this group. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I will admit there are a lot of little plot holes, but for the most part, I mean, if you're going to be the second film in what I consider to be a complete reboot, and you've basically rewritten the timeline, minus Logan, I I like it. I mean, this is the Star Trek generations of the Marvel universe, you know. Well, or this, the first, this is, this, the first this round is of the it. Star Trek Kelvin timeline now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's you also look at this. It's the X two of the X Men first class. Yes, it's true. Yeah. So, all right, so where, um, Eric, what's your um, what's your rating? Where is it at? Oh, man, let me pull it back up. Uh, so this one actually ended up higher, which means X-Men First Class got pushed down to eight uh-huh. so that this one could make its way up to number three behind Logan, but ahead of Big Hero 6. All right, all right. John, what you got? Oh, how many stars, Eric? Many stars? Oh, four and a half stars for this one. John, what you got? Um, this one got, from me, this is my new number one. Nice. This beat here, Big Hero Six. Nice. So uh, I'm trying to remember what I gave in terms of star wise, real quickly here. Uh, I gave this four and a half. Nice. So mine, I forgot to give the stars for the last one. So it was three and a half stars for the last one. So three and a half for me. Technically, my last one would have been number four, is where it would have actually fit. I said five before. Mm. I didn't take into consideration the shifting around. Um, I give Days of Future Past a four, four stars, and it is number two on my list. Wait, do you give Days of Future Past Rogue Edition four stars or the normal edition four stars? Or would you would they change between the two for you? Star wise. Um, I would probably honestly I'd probably give them well, I'd probably give it two, three and a half. For the regular and four for the rogue, but I, 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 I don't think they even have the rogue one on Letterbox. I think you can only do the yeah, so. the regular, but um, four. So it is number two. So it is right behind Logan for me, right. um, and right above Wolverine versus X Men. Or sorry, sorry, Hulk versus Wolverine. Right. So, um, 
John, uh, we already said yours. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, distracted. Uh, there's a cat in the background. I'm just distracted. All right. So, Eric, while I am uh, taking care of my, my poor kitty, can you <laughs> please recommend a library? I would love to recommend a library. And I'm actually going to take us uh, back to the first X-Men first class movie uh, to our first American location of Sebastian Shaw, if I'm not mistaken, which is Miami. Uh, so we're going to go down to uh, to Miami where the heat is Miami. Um, I don't. I don't think I did that right. I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll see myself out after this. But you please um, do so. <laughs> it is the Miami Dade, the main public library. I often start with the main library unless the uh, one of the branches has a, a name that tied in somehow, which this didn't. Uh, so that is the uh, the main public library of Miami Dade County Library System. Um, obviously, it's in Miami, Florida. Uh, for those of you keeping track, the zip code is three three one three zero. Uh, so this library system, as we know today, actually began as the Lemon City Reading Room in 1894, uh, and it followed soon after with the the Coco, uh, which is spelled like Coco, like chocolate, C O C O A, a Nut Grove Reading Room. Uh, that is the original spelling of how they did it too. Um, that was in 1895, so one year later. Um, however, since 2001, uh, they've expanded. There's quite a lot of branches a- across Miami. Um, since 2001, eight. Newly constructed libraries have opened, uh, including the Arcola Lakes, the Golden Glades, the International Mall, uh, the Kindale Lakes, Naranya, uh, Palmetto Bay, Pinecrest, and Virick Park. And I apologize for all of the mispronunciations that I likely went through in there. Um, in addition, uh, four branches have been relocated to larger facilities, so they're growing, clearly. Um, and there's been major innovations in another six uh, branches from that. So it is a growing system that's good to see uh, hopefully they still have books on the shelves i know that there are uh probably probably issues so i hope that everyone can uh, go support their local library and, and does um in miami um and if you want to go support it in miami uh, you can go m- monday through saturday 9:30 a.m. to 6 p.m. seems to be pretty much the consistent schedule uh they are closed on sundays but um, it's also right around the corner from History Miami Museum, which is the spelling, uh, as I found on Google, at least. So I, not the Miami History Museum, the History Miami Museum. So it's like literally kind of the same block. Otherwise, it's kind of in the middle of a lot of government buildings. It's near like the government station light rail. Uh, so if you're getting there on public transportation, that'll probably be your stop. It's kind of close to the water uh, a little bit, but you know, I think more of like a river or stream. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of just in the middle of a lot of stuff that I couldn't find a lot of other things to go besides kind of government buildings and, and government parks and stuff like that. So, uh, But otherwise, go. Like I said, there's a ton of branches, uh, at least eight new ones since uh, the, the 2000s. Um, and so, yeah, Miami Dade Main Public Library, folks, Miami, Florida. Nice. Thank you. Thank you for that, Eric. And maybe there's still library books there. Maybe. (laughs) We don't know. And like not knowing, we're going to take a quick break real quick. Catch you on the flip side. And that's why you don't mix paprika and garlic. It's just a bad thing. Oh, 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 you pushed the button. Sorry. Um, Hi, welcome back. Let us talk about paprika and garlic. <laughs> no, let's talk about X-Men Apocalypse. Sorry. X-Men Apocalypse. So we have gone to, what was the last one? 2014. So this is two years later. So they basically fast-tracked this sucker. 
two years and 10 years later. Yeah. They make it longer. So it's two hours and 24 minutes and you definitely feel it. (laughs) Brian Singer comes back to direct his last X-Men movie and. Oh, it's not his last, but I think he does Bohemian Rhapsody after this, but then that becomes his last movie. Um, Simon Kenberg um, writes this again. John Oatman does the music again. Same cast returns. Everyone's back. We're going to add on Oscar Isaac as Apocalypse. Rose Byrne is going to return as Moira. Sophie Turner is coming as Jean Grey. Ty Sheridan as Cyclops. Lucas Till returns for actual substantial role for once as Avic. Jody Smith McPhee as um, Nightcrawler. Ben Hardy as Angel, although they never say if it's Warren. So that's good. Just a guy with wings. Yeah, just a guy with wings who goes by the name Angel. <laughs> Alexandra Ship as Storm. Lana Condor as Jubilee. Supposedly, there's actually a long scene with Jubilee um, that got the cutting room floor. Um, really? Are you kidding supposedly. me? Supposedly. Olivia Munn as Psylocke. Stan Lee as Stan Lee. Hugh hey, Jackman. As uh, Logan. So, um, little things on this one. Nothing really, again, has changed. Um, But, Eric, just so you can see, this is Angel's suit in this time period when he's with X-Force. So, it is like a silver and black look. Um, They actually do a fairly good job of doing that. It's his face that's off. But other than that, actually, it looks way better. Everything with him looks way better than did with Last Stand, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Apocalypse, you know, he's a big, bulky, beefy guy. Yes, Eric, that is Cyclops. Don't ask questions, just accept. (laughs) Um, Big, beefy guy there um, to this interesting look. I don't hate, actually, don't hate the look, but I have other problems with Apocalypse because he's one of my favorite characters ever. Um, This is one thing that's kind of interesting they did with Magneto. So this is Magneto in this time period right there. And then we can see his weird horseman um, outfit. So there's a little traces of it, but they give him color in this. So huzzah and another helmet, another helmet. Um, Nightcrawler is introduced in this. So there's what Nightcrawler is looking like at that point in time. And then he's just going to get that. They want to base him on X2 really. Yeah. He's very similar to X2s. Um, Do, 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 do Caliban. So I know we saw Caliban before, but again, there's Caliban. And then we get Caliban. So they based very much off of Logan. Like you can definitely say this would be the same character. Different times timeline now. Oh no, sorry. This would be the right timeline. This would be the Logan timeline. Um and, wait, I need and this is before Logan. This is before Logan. And there's a line in Logan where he's like, You hunted yeah. And so we're seeing that hunting Ooh. here. So it actually does tie in a little bit, which is kind of nice. Well, he's more like uh, trafficking them in this one, though. Right, but then he's going to help with Apocalypse. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, so the weird angel. So we get Olivia Munn playing Psylocke. I just want to say I thought she was very well cast. Very well she cast. She looks the part. She was so pissed with how yeah. like, underused she got. She was she underused. Wanted this, and she spent a lot of time learning how to use a katana for real and... You know, mm. she was one of the few that broke out about Brian Singer and talked about how little he actually did on the set. Nice, like she right. was one of the like how we started to find out a lot what was going on. Good. Um, we get our storm, so 
Storm was <coughs> looking kind of like this in the books. We're well, I I like Mohawk the fact Storm. that we did kind of like an old school like Chris Claremont, yes, nineteen eighties the fo the Mohawk Fohawk thing going on. I like it. I I agree. Um, and then for a young Storm, other... that makes a lot of sense to me. Yes. Um, we get so Eric. I'm just showing you this one. This is um, there's a story mm. Weapon X. There he is, what he looked at there, and we're going to get a shot very reminiscent. Of yeah, that shot. So I just wanted to show that, which didn't even really need to be in this movie, but hey, we get a cool image at the very least. And then I want no, I'm going to say that for when we get to the very end of this. Um, so I'm just going to leave up this image of Psych of Havoc using his power, and we actually get to see him use his power points. All right, yeah, so and not as a ring, and not as a ring. He finally's learned how to not play. as a hula hoop. So the movie's going to start off with another Xavier narration with the flyover Egypt. We're going to learn it's thirty six thousand, or sorry, three thousand six hundred BCE. Um, we're going to see these interesting four horsemen designs as we're learning about um, Apocalypse and how he transfers his body, and then Egyptians are going to turn on him and try to take him out, bury him alive. Yeah, and then as my wife said, this is some really cheap looking CG. <laughs> for, the, for the opening sequence and then we're going to jump to we're going to learn it's 1983 so we've gone 10 years exactly we're going to see angel as a um, as a cage fighter um, going up against nightcrawler which is just weird apparently that's what uh, you do in germany when you're a mutant apparently but he did kick blob's ass because we see blob in blob's hey, out here's, a, here's something they never specify for me this is 1983 are we in west germany or east germany they don't specify. So I know. North I feel like Germany. it might have been East Germany. Probably. Um, so we get some Nightcrawler doing his teleporting thing. It looks really cool. Then we're going to see Eric with his wife. And he's happy. And it's so nice to see Eric happy. Really nothing will happen there. He'll just live a happy life. It's going to yeah, be Yeah, and you know what? God looked down and said, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's I not wrote- right. Not I right. Shall smite thee. <laughs> yeah, I wrote. I this is going to have an unhappy ending for Eric. <laughs> We're going to um, see Scott use his powers for the first time, and then um, hey, it's havoc. Uh, now he's Scott's older bro. Uh, we're going to get to the school, and I just wrote that okay, poor tree. Look, I don't mind the reversal of the uh, the aging. It's just the fact that I'm like your parents had kids like twenty years apart. Yes, it feels did. a little stretch there. It's a little strategy. You know, it would have actually made more sense if they had been half brothers. Yeah. Like dad got remarried. Yeah. That I feel like actually... that would have made a little bit more sense because I feel like we were stretching like, because the other thing is that none of these guys look like they really aged either. Yeah. I know. Like 20 years. No and nobody looks like they've aged. It's because you got to be a mutant. You get that mutant gene. Yeah. You do not it's age. <laughs> Until like. The 90s, and then you're going to age fast. <laughs> well, think about what happened to Logan. It's real quick at the end. It is very quick at the end. You're doing um, great. And it all oh, catches God, up with the pain. End. What was that? My knee blew out. Yeah. <laughs> I just got out of bed. You know what um, it is? It's like turning 40 as a human. You wake up one morning, you're like, what's that pain? Oh no. Oh, I slept on the wrong I slept wrong last night and it's all wrong. <laughs> um it's all wrong just like that poor tree. That poor tree. I feel oh, so God, sad that for tree. that tree. You mean the one that he climbed as a child and that his grandfather planted? <laughs> yes. Poor tree. Do, I do love that the tree stopped the optic blast somehow and that optic blast didn't just continue going. 
but whatever. It was the good oak, uh, man. The good oak. <laughs> very good oak. You know, Aubrey Plaza would be really upset because they should milk that tree. <laughs> they should milk that tree. <laughs> After the poor tree dies, we jump to Egypt. This movie moves along at a clip, people. Like, I mean, it may be long and it's got some weird pacing. It does move along pretty quickly, um, which is so weird for this movie. It, it's such a weird, strangely paced movie. You could tell that Brian Singer didn't really direct this thing because <laughs> of how like oddly paced it is. His most of his movies, at the very least, have a decent pacing to them. The ones that like you know he directed, like Usual Suspects mm-hmm. and X Men, they actually had a good pacing. The ones this, he cares about, yeah. Even that pupil had good pacing. Um, so we jump to Egypt, and we're going to find out that Moira is now a Tomb Raider. And then um, Moira I'm, Croft, maybe? Yeah, Moira <laughs> Croft. Uh, why did I write Magneto to the rescue after that? I, this is where I was like, I'm paying attention to the movie, and then I, like, my notes start to phase out so i don't actually know why i wrote magneto to rescue. all right so anyway moira gets there more oh magneto to the, in the um in the steel house the steel factory oh yes thank they, you the things about upon them yes because they keep jumping back and the forth. smelting forge yeah the, the smelting um because they, they do weird with the like, smelting the who delting it yeah <laughs> magneto saves someone so of course logically you're gonna have to kill his family yes i mean you're gonna have to tell someone um we see jeans having some bad nightmares and I love her line. What's growing inside me? I feel like something's growing inside me. And I'm like, well, what's growing inside you? I have questions now. I'm very confused. <laughs> uh, I'm. This going is our to... first gene in in this in this yes. new right. Yes, yes, it is. Um, Xavier learns that Moira is doing her stuff, and then we learn a really weird secret about Xavier. Thanks to Beast, that Xavier's been checking her out. Like randomly, mm-hmm. like I, yeah, just a couple times I've checked her out just to see what's going on. If he had Facebook, he would be a Facebook stalker. Yes. Then we cut to um, Eric comes home and he just wants to see his daughter and tuck his daughter in. But wait, where's his daughter? Oh no, his daughter is gone. Hi, no, he doesn't want to just come home and tuck in his daughter. He's like, we got to get the fuck <laughs> out of here. <laughs> and she's gone. And then we find out that um, yeah, the town cops have her and they uh they at least know that he controls metal so they at least come with bows and arrows and it does not end well when we learn that she's a mutant and they accidentally kill her and at that point i'm just like eric just do it just fucking do it and i think we're all on his side at that moment and i think the best part of that is that he never even looks yeah He's just like, go do this thing for me, metal. Yeah. <laughs> this one piece of metal that I found, you know? Yeah. Oh, God. That's one of those moments you're just like, God, Eric's in the right in this one. Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, all this has been going on. We see um, um, Storm is leading a young little group of thieves. Um, apocalypse is going to come in there and like make a man part of a wall and then we learn that he's actually a wrecker from wreckgar and he speak tv i he speak tv you speak like tv <laughs> it's like the, strange, it's the strangest team when he like and then the everything dare to be stupid dare yeah. to be stupid breaks out you know that is like i can give you more power Oh, here, let me touch your face. I will also change your hair color. 
I I just again want to point out we're like, hey, let's get creative with this one. Bring back the world's first mutant. Talk yeah. about him. Kind of have this thing. What's he want to do? Kill the humans. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. Also, nothing fancy. You know? Also, let's get Oscar <laughs> Isaac and bury him under makeup and not really utilize him very much. True. Yeah, um, bury him under so much makeup he can't emote. Yeah. We're going to see, um, we're going to cut to Caliban, and Caliban is helping Mystique. Um, and poor Nightcrawler, he just wants to say his name. And no one in any movie will let him say, I'm Kurt Wagner, and I'm part of the Munich Circus. Like They just they just keep stopping him. Um, say my name, say but we do get to see uh, Psylocke. I wrote, damn the shoulder pads. The shoulder pads in this movie it's oh, the so 80s many. come on there's so many shoulder pads um we're gonna end up seeing apocalypse go thanks to mystique oh, sorry thanks to um psylocke go to angel and turn him into archangel all of those words are never said but man did that scene look painful when those wings start to to switch mm. yeah it didn't look pleasant yeah then we're going to get uh, Eric about to get his revenge at work. And then Apocalypse come in and it's like, I was going to kill these guys. Oh, what guys? <laughs> and you know, that would really piss me floor. off. I'm like, I'm sorry. That was my vengeance and you just took it. Yeah. I'm going to kill you now. Yeah. And then um, then we're going to get some, some Psylocke. Um, there's also a trend of like every time these mutants who have been mutants and are trying to protect mutants in one way or another see another mutant, they're like, Whoa, a mutant! They are, they do that a lot. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> it's interesting how like Apocalypse knows like Magneto's like trigger, like emotion. So he's like, I know, I'm gonna take you back to Auschwitz to the exact spot where your parents were taken away from you. And it's I'm like he's like, be... you're a bad boy. Let me rub your face in it. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, let me Is see. You, are your... you angry yet? Are you... I don't make that connection. Are you angry? Are you let angry? Me... Let me see your hand now. I'm going to place it on the ground. Now feel the earth. You can move it. And then all of a sudden Magneto's powers are like crazy when he's like sh- like moving everything around him and tearing parts of stuff that's not even metal anymore. Well, he's he's tapped into like he's like reaching down to that incredibly base level of trace iron and everything. Yeah, which I have to give it credit. That's pretty cool that you know they they let him unleash his powers on that level. True. So then we get our like Apocalypse has got his four horsemen. He's got um, I assume Death is still Archangel. Magneto would be War. Storm is what pestilence. Yeah. And what's the fourth one now? Plague. Um, plague. Would it be a Psylocke? Maybe a plague of underusing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then we're going to get to them going to the mansion to try to get Xavier, and we get the cool scene for this movie. Oh no where... no no! Before we get there, we get to say bye, Alex, as you recklessly run to shoot. And what's on the other side? A nuclear. Yeah. Dude, oh, actually, 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 right before that is the scene where um, I almost forgot. Troy Cerebro. Um, well, no, not that. The um, the kids they snuck out of the house and they went to oh, see yeah. Return of the Jedi. Jedi. And then 
the line that they should not have put in this movie, <laughs> Sophie Turner looking at the camera and be like, the third one's always the worst. And you're like, oh, you really shouldn't have said that because this is your third movie. I know. Jinx. Yeah. So uh, then we, okay, so we're going to jump back. Psych, uh, Havoc blows up Cerebro, tries to stop Apocalypse, shoots through as the thing goes, hits the, um, the Blackbird, sends off the weapon. You're fortunate that Quicksilver just happens to be there. <laughs> no joke. And he's listening to some tunes, and we hear... Sweet dreams are yeah. made of these. And it's a really fun sequence. It's not as cool as the first one, because the first one just really tight, and it was shorter. It was a really good song. First time we ever get to see it, but it is still a cool scene. So we go through. Then, all of a sudden, the military... We find out Havoc's dead, and the military's going to show up. And as the military shows up, we're going to find out Striker's there to take people. And he, but only selective people. He has all these mutants he could take, and he just wants like four of them. He wants and the then, ones he knows he can do things with. Yeah. So then we get Nightcrawler, Cyclops, and Gene teleport into his helicopter, lose their abilities because they're in the little the cagey thing. Mm-hmm. Which how if that if that cagey thing acts as like this barrier of yep. powers. How is it they were able to get in? Because I imagine it activated when the door closed. Hap- they say it. It activated what, John? It activated the when the door closed. closed what Nightcrawler right. says. That's right. Right. Yeah. So, right. But yeah. I, and I get that. So it's like when, an on-off switch. But then here's where it gets <laughs> here's where it gets confusing. Once they land, that door gets reopened. They don't know that it deactivated that way. So how did she? How did they not get seen? The door gets open, machine goes off. You're, there are three kids sitting there that you. Didn't I'm have assuming before. they took Kurt's assumption as correct. So Jean just can't use her power to know someone's going to open the door. Well, they can at least just... tell when they're going to land. It's got windows; they can feel things. You know, landing. Okay, get ready. Let's see if this works. Movie logic. Yeah, of course. So we get there. We're find out we're at Alkali Lake. Oh, they don't actually say Alkali Lake, but it's Alkali Lake. They get out. They're doing their thing. They run into the Wolverine. I love Striker's like, I'll be right back as he's trying to run away. Yeah. Wolverine runs out. And then we get the really awkward scene of like Wolverine and Gene there. So he's met her now and he's going to be in love with her later. But the age, you know what it is? He's in not he's not in love with her. He's in love with her the way an animal falls in love based on scent. True. It's just that. Oh, so not wait, love. It's like I'm okay. in heat. So wait a minute. So then he just remembers her scent when he sees her in X Men One, and that's why he's just instantly attracted to her. I guess we're trying to retcon that, but that universe is gone. Good point. Good point. Like we're like, we're retroactively trying to explain that now. All right, good point, good point. Um, so then we're going to um, Magne- or Xavier sends his message to the world, and then we essentially go straight to the final fight. I mean, yeah, there's things we've skipped around, but that I mean, it's quick. Basically, what's going on here? We get to the okay, final that fight. experimental jet they took. I dig it. It is a cool jet. That's a cool jet that will never like see bird again. wings and everything. Yeah, we. But uh, I thought it was very convenient that that was there. With flight suits. Of course. With nice flight suits just for them that perfectly fit. Of course. 
we get over to where we're going. We get to Apocalypse, and um, then we start a fight. Um, that has some interesting moments. Storm versus... Um, oh, fuck, I don't even remember who she fights now. Who did she fight? Was it Jean? No. Beast. Yeah. Night Because it's Nightcrawler and Angel. Nightcrawler goes into the building. Angel and him duke it. Yeah, while Jean is... Oh, no, because Jean's not fighting Storm, because Jean's by herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, this is where they disappointed me with Quicksilver not like pulling the reveal. I know they should totally like, why? Should what's the point? Because Quicksilver is with Mystique and they should have that would have snapped Eric out of it right there. Yeah, no joke. All um, Mystique had to do though is make him think you, you got a chance with her again. Mm-hmm. There's a <laughs> fascinating scene when, when we're in the mindscape where we kind of get to see Apocalypse in the way he is in the comics where he can do like the shape changing. True. Yeah. Um, so we did get a little see of that. So that was fun. Then, you know, Xavier gets injured. We get out of there. Magneto is magnetoing, doing his little thing. Quicksilver is not really helping. We're going to get to the fight. Apocalypse. Xavier's going to tell Gene, use the force. Use the force. <laughs> the Phoenix force. I mean, you can, stop him. you can stop him. And then she goes full on Phoenix, which is very weird and confusing considering she doesn't have the Phoenix Force yet, which the next movie is going to tell us she's got to get when she goes into space. Yeah, which is it? Yeah, which is it, folks? Is it in her? Is it not in her? They did a better job of explaining this with the Scarlet Witch than they did with this nonsense with the Phoenix. Yeah. So we end up saving the day. Everything happens. Everyone's happy. Apocalypse is dead. In a weird way of oh, the apocalypse transference. That's why Xavier's going to be bald. <laughs> yeah, what a horrible! It's just very strange. Um, then we're going to get to a scene that made me so happy at the end of the movie, and I don't mean the end of the movie, but we're going to get to a scene at the end of the movie, um, where we're going to see the kids in their costumes, and they actually. Oh my have, gosh, like, was that about as almost accurate as you could have gotten to for Cyclops? Yeah. Cyclops. I mean, they all crawler. They all look yeah. so good. Yeah. Even even Mystique's is very reminiscent of of her costume. Okay, I want to say something right here. I wrote down my summation was this was kind of fun and it should have been the end. Yes, this should have been the end. With that shot, this should have been the end. And then you actually, because of the tag, we get to see the Essex Corporation come in and get Wolverine's blood. Yeah, That, made, that also could have made the end because it's like, Okay, we get this. The X Men are going to do their own thing. This is why they're going to get their own comic book series. And Logan, we now know how X twenty three is going to get created because now the Essex Corp has Logan's yeah. blood. Boom, done. Should have been the end. Hundred percent agree. Okay, now on the gag reel for this one, there is a sequence where Raven, Mystique, and Beast are in the hangar and they're talking. And in the gag reel, she says, I had a secret love child with Azazel. He's in the other room right now. She makes a joke about being Nightcrawler's mom. Huh. Yes, it's on the gag reel. It is the funniest thing. I was like, I burst out laughing when I watched it. Because I was like, ah. Nice. I kind of like. That. I'm gonna have to go watch that clip. Yeah, go back and look it. at that. It's like it's like it's Jennifer Lawrence just like being funnier, and she's just like, "Let me tell you a secret, Hank." You know, nice. or when Hank and her are like revving up the X Men in the Danger Room, mm-hmm. and like like Nicholas Holt is behind her, his beast, like doing like a hype man thing. 
And like you see James McAvoy sitting in the chair trying not to break. <laughs> kind of funny. He's like, he's desperately like, yeah, he's going to break. Watch. He's going to break. <laughs> and even Jennifer Lawrence and everybody else in the room like is already broken. They're just not trying to focus on them. Nice. But you're right. This should have been the end. It, sh- it should have been the end. And I, w- I do want to say, I want to address the apocalypse in the room. I love apocalypse. John can attest to this. It's one of my favorite characters. I've loved him forever. And I was so excited when Paco's came in here. And they, it's not that they were awful. I can get past the look. It seems kind of boring. They did make him a little bit boring. I think that's part of the problem. He's redundant if you compare him to Sebastian Shaw. Yeah. They've already done it. Yeah. Yeah. They wanted the same thing. And they made him look a little bit like Ivan. They made him look like Ivan Ooze from Power Rangers a little bit. Slash that's Mr. Freeze from Batman and Robin. Yeah, slash Mr. That's, Freeze. That's always the joke is they look like Ivan Ooze. I just, they didn't make him menacing enough. He's all about survival of the fittest. And we don't see survival of the fittest in there. We see, I talk TV, I touch you, change your look. You're just going to do what I tell you to do. So that's, oh God, it's just, there's so much wasted. I, I want to see Apocalypse in the MCU. Give me Apocalypse in the MCU. All right. So where, where are we sitting? Let's get this, this last one done. Where, where are we sitting yeah. with this thing? Where are we sitting with this thing? I gave this one myself. I gave this one three. Uh, I put it right around below. I put it lesser than X2. Lesser than I, I It's about the same ranking for me as X2. All right. It's like number seven on my list. It's not the worst thing. What's, that's what's what's the coming. next thing after it? After it's Logan. Oh, okay. I wasn't a fan, remember? Oh, I, oh, I didn't man. think that Logan was that low. Okay, Eric, for you? Well, I also gave it a three. Mm-hmm. Uh, it did not crack the top ten. It came in close at number 11, right behind Fantastic Four 2005 um, and X-Men The Last Stand. Wow. Yeah, I logged it at three and a half. So it's it's just ahead of X-Men Last Stand, just behind Fantastic Four. I have it as a three. It's number 14 on my list. Mm. It is behind Incredible Hulk TV series pilot. <laughs> and in front <laughs> of the 2005 Fantastic Four. But the next X-Men after it would be Last Stand. Yeah. So that's where I sit on that one. All right. Yep. So now let us look at the Dark Phoenix. So we've gone, what is it, two years? Three years. So <laughs> from 2016 to 2019. Here's this all I think is, our, our thing on Dark Phoenix. It blows my mind that that was 2019. <laughs> yes. 2019, um. it's going to cause COVID. Um <laughs> <laughs> It's really, isn't it, wasn't Endgame in 2019 also? Yes. Yeah, because I think this was like a month or two after Endgame, so it was sent out to die. The merger was happening. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a little, it's shorter than the others, so it's an hour and 54. So this time, Brian Singer couldn't come back to do it. So Simon Kins, Kinberg, um, who wrote it, and wrote the last couple, he's going to direct it this time. And he gets Hans Zimmer to do the score. So you're like, Hans Zimmer, this is going to be a great score. And it's very forgettable for Hans Zimmer. Almost the whole cast stays. I don't think anything really shifts around except for Halston Sage is going to play Dazzler in an interesting but wasted scene. Yeah, I and know. I was like, yes. oh, it's Dazzler. And I'm like, oh, that's it. 
Yeah. Then Jessica Chastain is going to come in and play Vok, who is part of the, I wrote down their name. They're the Bador, Badai? What, Eric, John, do you remember? Oh, the No, Dabari. I don't care. They're the Dabari. <laughs> so this is what the Dabari oh, look like in the books. <laughs> yeah. That looks like Sideshow Bob. <laughs> hey, look. I watched this one with my wife, and I would Here's like to just Dabari read here. into the record what my wife said about this, okay? Oh. It's, she said, it started off great, and then from the moment the aliens were introduced, it went to shit. That's there was not, there was not much development of the issue Jean was suffering from. She literally was fine, took a nap, and went ape shit. And then Xavier went from being our, our moral compass to an actually being just an arrogant asshole. Killing off Raven was terrible move and just muddled the storyline even more without furthering it at all. It took the series I loved and tanked it in the first 20 minutes. If the goal was to end the series in a way to make everyone never want to see another X-Men movie, then I give them a slow clap. Well done. (laughs) That's my wife's take, folks. And I have to say, I agree with her. So... I, I also have to object. There was something else that changed, Casey. You didn't notice. It's uh, Mystique's look. Oh, yes. I didn't, <laughs> she, I didn't, it no, is clear. Jennifer so think, Lawrence is like, I'm not doing uh, By the way, I did not let my kids you. watch this one. So th- thank you for mentioning that. I was going to point out um, X-Men Apocalypse. Her skin gets a more darker metallic tone to oh. it. And in this one, they lighten her skin a lot. And her they, hair. But they darken her um, scales for some strange reason. So it's very odd what they do with Mystique. Um, of course, we're going to get another Eric um, helmet. They all look like they're wearing X-Factor uniforms. A fitted version this time. A fitted version. Actually, John, these look like the um, Astonishing X-Men uniforms to me. Uh, too. But, I mean, they make me think of the old, the original X-Factor episode uniforms, too. A little bit. If they didn't, if they were the white X, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um. Eric, this is what the X-Men look like in this time period. And yes, that is Xavier. That is Xavier. Walking. And Apocalypse is a member of the X-Men. Um, and that's Magneto right there. So, um, yeah. Makes just, sense. Just <laughs> we're we're rocking you. the island. with. Yeah, we're all on the island at this point. Um, yeah, <clears throat> Magneto's even wearing like a white suit now. It's very uh, interesting. You know, a very Gandalf of him. <laughs> Magneto the White. Magneto, yeah. yes, Magneto the White. He uh, has evolved. He has definitely evolved. And let's All just right. go ahead and just say Jessica so, Chastain is completely wasted. Yeah, she is wasted. This um, film was literally sent out to die. You know, I thought this film came out sooner because I just thought I don't think I even saw this one in theaters. It was because it, it was because of COVID. It's like it just people didn't think about it. Probably um, why. So this movie, I think, it, oh, I think everyone knew it was going to be bad when it was coming out too. I did. Well, yeah, I remember yeah. from the trailer, it was like, okay, so they Raven dies. I like, I knew it immediately. The way the trailer was sequenced. Oh, everyone knew that you, she you died. See her, you see her. Everyone talk. knew that Jennifer Lawrence didn't want to do it. You yes. see the grave, and then you see Beast going. It's your fault, Charles. And I'm like, oh, Raven's dead. Yeah, like I can figure that out. That didn't. That yeah. wasn't even hard. I was like, okay, so you kill her. Got it. So this was actually going to be the start of a new storyline. For younger mutants, it was going to focus on um, Gene, Cyclops, Nightcrawler, Dazzler. Oops. Uh, I forgot who the other one. Oh, and Storm. But because of the failure in the Fox merge, that's what stopped it. Um, they also were going to do a crossover with New Mutants and do the Inferno storyline. 
as like a big move, like mer- like big like Avengers type movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then originally it wasn't going to be um, the Dabari; it was going to be the Scrolls, which is what everyone had originally heard was that she was playing a scroll. But then with everything going on on the Marvel side, they were like, oh, no, you cannot use the scrolls. <laughs> the fuck you would. <laughs> yeah. So that is what was going on with that. So also the time me- jump and the fact that, again, they time jump and no one looks like they've aged. So it looks like they just like sped ahead and like, OK. And then, of course, Magneto becomes a one dimensional character once again. Yeah. Something's but- wrong. Kill it. Kill but it. How did the, the kids... It. What like ten years have passed by and Sophie Turner's still a junior in high school? Yeah, no joke. So is Scott. Yeah, like all of it's so bizarre. They all look like they were. I mean, they, it would have made if you told me that this was 1987, I'd believe you. Yeah. If we jumped ahead like four years, but you're well, telling me we jumped ahead a decade, and I'm like, no, I don't believe you. We'll do the math. Don't look so old enough. The movie starts in '75 when Gene's like six. And then we're the then it's gonna go to it goes to nineteen ninety two, yeah. Like it just doesn't add up. Like none. No, of it, it does. Up. I mean, this is this is their fundamental problem. That no one, no one was sitting around saying, "Hey guys, um, this doesn't make sense." Yeah. No one was apparently watching and saying, "Hmm." Yeah. And then we're whoever the learn... PA was was asleep. Yeah. <laughs> then we're we're gonna learn that um the X Men work for the government or help the U.S. government. Apparently now. they do, and apparently if they mess up, the X Men nope. are there to save the day. But the X Men make one small fuck up that's not yeah. even really their response. Burn them down. Yeah, apparently they're gonna you guys go. Hear that? This... You guys hear that phone? It's everyone phoning it in. Just, <laughs> yeah, just I mean, I just want to point you know, out, I, I didn't like what they did with Xavier at all mm-hmm. in this. Care less. He's, he's like just an, he's yeah. a risk taking asshole, and I'm like, okay, yeah. and and like Magneto is literally, I want to be retired. Wait, there's a threat. I'll kill it. <laughs> there, there are two people who are not phoning in this movie. Nightcrawler, this poor kid is giving it his all. Yeah, true. he is. He is 100. And Dazzler in the one scene <laughs> she's in. You know what? You better be glad you know who that character is because she's literally an Easter egg in this movie. I know. She's not even like, they just like, I'm like, you know what? Most people probably thought, why is Jubilee blonde? Yeah, most likely. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you that's what most people thought. So, my first of many flaws with this movie, and we're not going to point them all out because we'd be here forever. But Gosh, my yes. First. When they, go to, <laughs> when they go to space and they teleport across, okay, I get it. They go oh. in there. But then Nightcrawler, they're like, we got to get the other guy. Okay, I'll go back. I'm going to duct tape a helmet to my suit, <laughs> but I'm not going to cover any of the rest of my skin. I've seen the results of this in a show on Apple TV for all mankind. This is not going to end well. And he's just lazy. It's just lazy. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously this is where Gene is going to meet the Phoenix Force. It gets confusing. And the Phoenix Force, or is she the Phoenix Force? Who knows? The Phoenix Force. He's forcing the Phoenix. And then just makes her (laughs) a horny frat girl. Apparently, because all she wants to do is drink and maybe have sex with Scott. Not entirely sure, but it implies that unleash the animal within. Yeah, we're gonna get the awful X women line coming up. Oh, mm, that line's so no, weird and really like rough. 
Um, that feels like added, like at the end, like they're like, oh, we should, we should do something after the Me Too thing. And apparently, we? the aliens who are there like multiply, like yeah, the weird. I mean, I you don't get it. Where, like you totally can see how it would have been the scrolls, and they were almost like a secret invasiony type thing. Yeah, um, which there's the design that you can actually see it because you can't see it in the rest of the movie because it's so dark. But yeah, that's what they, they kind of look, look like. like groups walking out at first. A little bit, yeah. Um, so we're gonna get to now. Sansa wants to go. I mean, Jean wants to go meet her daddy, and then we get the talk to the hand plot. Talk to the hand, because I'm just gonna steamroll through the rest of this movie as Sansa, Phoenix Force. (laughs) (laughs) She goes through. Bad shit happens. She's gonna go to Eric. Eric's gonna be like, "Whose blood is this?" I'm not. I know. Who's I blood? do. Who's I blood? do. Don't tell her. I do like the Genosha island that he's got set up there. I do think that's actually an interesting idea for the movie mm-hmm. that goes nowhere. But I at least applaud exactly. it. Um, the weird like Eric, I can't control the helicopter like thing. Like get on the helicopter, I'm gonna push you off and throw you, and someone's gonna be chopper. hanging. <laughs> God, it's so chopper. weird. Then Sansa goes away. And then, like, he throws the helicopter. Like, does right. it actually live? I mean, not. I, I'm no pilot. I think they all die. Yeah, I, think I, they, I, I don't think they made it. Especially the fucker who was holding on to it. The guy who was holding on to it's dead. <laughs> like, like, I'm pretty sure, like, what I know about, like, like the physics of it all, like, if they just threw the thing, it's not going to, like, re-catch itself. Like, oh, cool, we're over here now. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like, ah, it's still spinning out of control. Yeah. More and so this now. is all Xavier's fault. All Xavier's faults. God, this is such a guilt. Like, the, the guilt is the main villain of this movie, folks. Yes. <laughs> so now we're going to get Beast is upset. So what's Beast going to do? He's going to go talk to Eric because he knows Eric is a gun waiting to fire. And he's going to kill him. <laughs> Eric. And then they go to one of the more plot one of the more positive scenes of this movie the fight sequence in front of the brownstone so it's really not a horrible scene like the, for a fight sequence um where it's all the mutants fighting each other trying to see who gets to go inside and see gene first but then it goes nowhere once they get inside yeah. we just see her like make air or make um charles walk up some stairs literally oh, yeah. tear you <laughs> Then we're going to get to, like, you want the Phoenix Force? Have the Phoenix Force. <laughs> you can't handle the Phoenix Force. I mean, it even looks like it's vomiting out of her mouth. into just Yeah, even the graphics are lazy. Like, they uh, they couldn't figure out what the Phoenix Force was. Yeah. Then we're going to get to, you know, she's unconscious, so we're going to put them on a train, and we're going to do mutants on a train. And this is where my mind, when I read, I'm saw sick this, and tired of these goddamn mutants on this goddamn train. <laughs> in yeah. my in my mind, this train sequence was like the saving grace of this movie. I remember being like, "Man, Nightcrawler, the train's really cool." And then I watched this. I'm like, "Why did I think this was a really cool train sequence?" Because it's the best thing in the movie until now. Yeah, like it's the best moment of action yet. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, I mean, it is decent. I mean, it's just, uh, it's not what. I, okay, I the one, you know, what the one moment that really redeems the train sequence when he teleports her in front of the train. 
<laughs> no. When Magneto crushes that car of all oh, the like yeah. scrolls. Oh, and then the hand flick. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, get out of here. <laughs> like, I was like, all right, that's fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. Like he's like, all right, I'll kill you this way. I have to. Yeah. Um Yeah. And then we just uh uh Oh, I know what I was gonna say. <laughs> Why sorry, it I was reading my notes looking at it and then but Okay, my last thought I have on this movie. I have two last thoughts. One, I like that I like that they play chess. Um, they they keep that chess thing, and it's weird that they repeat the lines from X Men One. What are you going to do if they ever come into your house, Charles? Like they were they repeat lines, which is interesting. Well, they're getting old. They start repeating themselves. They well, they repeat themselves in other movies that haven't happened or won't happen now. At this well, that's point. what I'm saying. They get old, you know. You start repeating yourself. Yeah. The other thing that I'm, I have trying. is, I know you're trying, you're trying. You got Quicksilver, who's been the shining point of two of these movies. No. You have him in here. He runs to her. I think that's actually the scene with the, the this image where the hand, he's like running to her. And then like, she just like snaps his ankle and he's just gone. They don't talk about him again. He doesn't come back. He should have been able to heal. You just get rid of Quicksilver. No, he has so him the, at the end. He has the broken leg. They show the the sign. At the very end, he shows up one more time. At the very end, just like, "Hey guys, I was gone." They wasted him. Should yes, they there. did. They wasted a lot of stuff. It was oh, like they just they threw this, this like all this of the main like, stars were like, "Put it all in there. This. We'll we'll <laughs> make it work." I guess. So, my my final thought on this movie is. It's not Electra bad, but don't it's not watch. Daredevil good. <laughs> don't just don't watch. Oh, watch something else. Just watch something else. I wanted to like this movie. I did. What are y'all's final thoughts? Then give me some scores. I already gave you mine. My final thought was what my wife said. Eric, what's your final thought? I, all right. In all fairness. This movie has some redeeming qualities when now that I've seen other movies made by Marvel, I'm like, you know what? This this still tried the Oh the Yeah, it's this, not a th- I mean it's, we're not talking yeah, the end of my list yeah. here. The space sequence was a decent set piece. Um I I wish that I, I I've seen Sansa Stark and better things, mainly Game of Thrones, where she's actually Sansa Stark and Sophie Turner. Um yeah, I don't know. There's there's not a lot of good to say about this. I wish yeah. there were, but it's just it's probably the worst X Men movie. No, Last Stand's still the worst in my books. So are let me go check my. It's list. pretty close. All right, so John, give us where you got it. All right, this one. Let's see. I think. Let's see. I gave this one. What did I give it? I actually gave this one two and a half. So wait, you're saying you'd rather watch this again than The Last Stand? Oh yeah! Wow, wow! He yeah, truly, yeah. he truly hates that. Uh, um, but this this is almost like dead. This is almost like the the, I mean, the only worst X Men movies than this one on my list are Last Stand and X Men Origins Wolverine. This is the dead last beyond those th- two. Those these are this is the last three: the Wolverine, Logan. X-Men Apocalypse, X2, X-Men, X-Men First Class, and are all better. It is wow. the third worst in my book. Wow. But Doctor Strange is still at the end for you. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> that will always be there. I don't know if that's ever going to be unseated. 
We've only got a couple. Shame. I think it's going to get unseated, but we're going to see. We're going to see. All right. All right. What? I'll move Logan down there. Oh, Logan. No, no right. way. I don't understand. Oh, my God. All right. So, Eric. Let's try to trigger Eric here. Rolling. <laughs> Eric, Eric, what do you, what do you got for us? What so, got? Dark Phoenix, I also gave two stars. Um, and it placed at number 15 now on my list. It did not disrupt any of the other movies we've seen from X-Men. It is the worst, in, in my opinion. It's right after Blade in my list, so I'd rather watch Blade, but it is right ahead of Nick Fury, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Wow. Which, wow. I actually gave Nick Fury, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. more stars, but I'd probably rather watch Dark Phoenix again, if I really... Had to. <laughs> you rather watch a pr- actual production movie than a TV. yeah exactly like at least i can like get <laughs> that's lost why dr strange may never win it never never get out of its spot <laughs> and, and like a, we said terrible. 100%. he was given 100 terrible terrible <laughs> TV production i put this two and a half stars it is number 18 on my list ooh, ooh. it is just a before last stand barely now i gave last stand three stars and i give this two and a half you would the reason i would rather watch this than last stand that's just barely and it's mostly because the effects are better and i like some of the mutants a little bit better in this i get dazzler but it's it's really low on my list. Well, it's, it's for the X Men. It's not the worst X Men. Obviously, Last Stand is. I guarantee if they brought Olivia Munn back, he'd oh, give this no. movie like five more stars. Actually, well, she was going to come back actually to see that. Oh, um, that's unfortunate because of scheduling. Um, X Men Origins Wolverine is technically the last on my list. Wow, it, um, it's the last X Men movie on my list. Yeah, if we're going to go core X Men, then yeah, it's the or it's Last Stand's the last. But if we're going to go like the whole. Yeah, X Universe Wolverine. Um, Wolverine is the the last, but Logan's still my number one. Hmm. So no, Days of Future Past gets my number one on that spot. X Men Two Thousand is my number one. So, so all of us we're all over the place. (laughs) But we all have at least the next thing, and the X stuff's some of the best. It's it's the best so far. Let's be honest, guys. It's the best. Best productions. It is the best. This is what I like to call X Men Two Point Oh run. Has been way better than the first run, to certain degrees. Oh, by far, by far, it is. That has a lot to do, I think, with like, you know, you could build upon the old casting. You get to bring some of them back, and then you get to have better special effects. Yeah. So does does this mean we get to continue the X Men next week too? There's so much X Men out there. We've got one more round of X Men to do. So I know it's scary on the spreadsheet. It's four things, but let me explain. So we're going to watch Deadpool and Deadpool 2. And then we're going to watch a short called No Good Deed. It is a Deadpool short. Is Deadpool in it or is it like yeah, a spinoff? I'm, I'm pretty sure he's in it. I've never seen it, but I'm pretty sure he's in it. Um, and then we're going to watch New Mutants. And then New Mutants, I think, is 90 minutes. Um, so it's not that bad. Deadpool 2, you pick your poison. You can either watch Once Upon a Deadpool or you can watch Deadpool 2. Depends on if you want to see Cussing and Fred Savage or not. So, your choice. Talk about um, a problematic figure now. Yeah. So there's problematic. There's problematic people in both of those movies because of. Uh, yeah, it's true. Yeah. So all of these can, with the exception of the short, can be found on Disney Plus. 
YouTube, you can see the short. No good deed is the name of the you short. Have the link for us for when we get there. Um, I will put it on there because apparently I didn't, but I will put it on there. And let's be honest, you and I will probably end up watching that one together. All right, fair. So, and so and the New Mutants, right? Potentially, we'll watch New Mutants together as well. Potentially, whoa, whoa! whoa. I gotta, be, I gotta be able to plan for this, man. You gotta whoa. help me out. <laughs> well, it depends on what time I get there. Anywho, all right. That is next week, ladies and gentlemen, so you two can keep going with us. So let us quickly do some recommendations. So which one do you want to go first? Something to recommend for the peoples at home. What was I going to recommend? John, uh, you're up first. Right. Doesn't I'm just going to recommend the final season of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Ooh, nice. Really good. It's been fascinating. They're doing a lot of flash forward. I enjoy it. I'm really locking it. Rumors are she is um, on the short list for potential lowest line. Okay, I can see that. Um, I want Samara Weaving. I, I like the fact that she could charge. You know what you know what I like about that idea? She could really channel like a Margot Kidder kind of vibe. I could I could really like dig that. Because I miss that about um the lowest lane that you know, nothing against uh necessarily against Amy Adams, but um I kind of missed I'm I'm always gonna like Margot Kidder's version better. I w- I would prefer Samara Weaving. I think Samara Weaving would be better okay eric what is your good thing to enjoy i'm gonna recommend uh the the new and last season of ted lasso um it's still it's ongoing it. but it's really good that's so- it's, solid i'm with you on that one it's it's I, always a good show it's been great for three seasons now i think this is like a goldfish yeah I, uh, I've got I, a... I think i'm like I, I what episode am i on like we just started that well we're, i don't want to get into ju- it we've just done the first episode that's all we've done so don't but wanna... you you yeah. you you're, like you're up to date days. they come out six every wednesday seven. we're near the end i think i'm two or three away from being up to date one of you okay. recommended this already uh, i think i recommended sure. it yeah as i say i'm pretty sure john recommended this i don't see it's fine there. eric can do it too oh i don't see i could have sworn john did recommend it maybe he didn't all right. I thought I did, but I don't know. Hey, I, good in show. fairness, I recommended something. Uh, you know, at the same time. No, it's okay. Yeah, I, 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 did. I have I a great gonna, shirt now. It says "Football is Life." I was <laughs> just going to say that's actually that makes it a strong recommendation. Both of you have, yeah. have done it. I am going to recommend um, something you can watch on Peacock. Um, it is a WWE um, like docu series thing called Evil. And it's produced by John Cena and he narrates it. And it's, they just look at different, each episode is based on a different wrestler. So I just watched one, um, the last one's on Roman Reigns, but the one before that is on Ric Flair. And so they always do like, here's what they were like growing up. Like you get to see them as a kid and then you get to, they go talk through their career and then they talk about why they became a villain in the wrestling world and whatnot. And Flair is like, I did a lot of drugs. And you're like, yes, you did. Yes, you did, Ric Flair. Um, <laughs> but some of them are really Cocaine fascinating. The you, you get there's some fun little so, stories that you learn. The Stephanie McMahon one's actually really fascinating. How she became the villain that she became, and how like to her she because she always grew up in the wrestling world. Mm-hmm. Um, it also works with Ric Flair, like his daughter um, Charlotte Flair. Like she's like I thought it was normal for my dad to be weird and like go woo all the time. <laughs> Wait, so it only it only kind of explores the heels. Of, yeah, just of... the heels, just right. the heels. Ric Flair does have an interesting line. Um, so I'm gonna leave it at. He's he's like, at one point in time, I was paying alimony to three women at once. That was really expensive. <laughs> <laughs> You're 
like, holy shit. All right. <laughs> so. All right. Now, let us do our top 10. So Ooh. every week they give us, they give me, I should say, they give me a list of um, our top 10 they want me to do. This week, Eric decided to make me do top 10 actors not in the MCU yet. Um, and who would they play? So I did that. And these these gentlemen are going to join in a little bit. So my number 10, to get right into this, Henry Cavill as Miracle Man. I think it'd be fascinating. I like that. Yeah. I This was one of those where I'm like, oh, he could play so many interesting ones. Hyperion would be cool. But then I was like, no, I want to see Miracle no, Man. No, Miracle Man would be more fun. Hyperion's yeah. redundant. Hyperion would be like if we wanted to make fun of him being Superman. I know. That's why I think it would be I, I get it. Yeah. To do. Since Hyperion was essentially Superman. My number nine, I would like to see Keanu Reeves play Ghost Rider, but specifically Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider, mm-hmm. play the OG Ghost Rider. Um, and I should mention with this list, these people could have been in a Marvel movie outside of the MCU. They just can't be in the MCU. Okay. So, my number eight being Norman Reedus as Ghost Rider, but the Danny Keach Ghost Rider. So that they could work together. We would have the older Ghost Rider mentoring the new Ghost Rider. And in the comics, they were all together all the time. So works out. Be a fun little pair. My number seven, Matt Smith as Mephisto. And I was like going back and forth. Like, who do I want? I actually thought about like him as Norman Osborn for a tiny bit. But then I was like, I think I want him as Mephisto because he's tall and he can be Mm -hmm. menacing when he needs to. So Matt Fitz, Matt Smith as Mephisto. And yes, I realize people think Mephisto is about to come into the MCU. And if it happens, it happens. But this is my thought, and he's not here yet. So. It hasn't happened yet. My number six, Daisy Ridley as Enchantress, or okay. Enchantress, as I spelled her here. Uh, <laughs> I think that could be an interesting choice. Um, well, that's interesting. I like that. Yeah. A little out of the box, but I think it could mm-hmm. work. All right, Eric. Who is your number five? Uh, my number five is Helen Mirren as Death. Uh, I just think that'd be a cool combo. I'm making all of my recommendations based on the very limited knowledge that I always bring to the table. Um, and just the aesthetic looks. That could be things. fun. I, I, like mean, I, I really hoped you were going to say, I'm making all my decisions based on Fast and the Furious. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, I should have just picked all Fast and Furious actors. <laughs> I really thought you were going to for a second there. Oh, curses. <laughs> John, who's your number five? I want to see Daniel Craig as Citizen V. I want to see him surprise us in Thunderbolts. But okay, Go a different okay. direction. I know it's Baron Zemo, but I like maybe do a different twist on it. Okay. Oh, I just think it would be interesting to see him oh. play that. What if, okay, oh, you got my mind going. What if, because Baron Zemo that we know is technically the second Baron Zemo from the comics. Mm -hmm. What if he was the OG? What if we learned that Daniel Craig was the father? And he survived. And he survived somehow, and he comes back as. Oh, that'd be fascinating. He could be all burned up, too. Uh You could go more closely to that. That would be fascinating. I didn't even think about that, but I like it. I like it. (sighs) Oh, I want this now. Kevin Feige, yeah. call us. I want this shit right now. My number five, Simon Pegg as Beta Ray yeah. Bill. Nice. I like it. I was, I was sitting there trying to like, who could Simon Pegg play? 
Especially and if you make that, that little bit seemingly a little silly there. Yeah, that works. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was so much fun. Or Nick Frost. I feel like Nick Frost could do that, too, if you voiced him as a CGI. Well, yeah, definitely want to be CG. And that's when this is when I started to think like outside the box of like, oh, we could do some CG stuff. We don't really need to see him in a human form. So what can I do? Like Bradley Cooper with Rocket and all that. Yeah. Eric, who's your number four? So my number four um, is Tom Cruise as Beyonder. Um, Again, all very limited knowledge, uh, but I mostly wanted to try to find a way to bring Tom Cruise in because I think he would be an interesting actor to bring into the MCU. I don't. Um, I was trying to really find a role where he'd be running because I think that's you know kind of <laughs> the requirement. But <laughs> see, for me, Tom is best when he's he gets to be goofy, mm. like um, in Tropic Thunder yeah, or yeah, in Rock of Ages. Yeah. When he gets to just be goofy, I think he's at his best. So well, but in I that also outfit, figured he would be goofy. So I also figured a, like a Beyonder would be a one or two. Two shot, you know, sort of movie arc. He wouldn't have to be in a lot of them. True. John, who's your number four? Uh, my number four is Emily Blunt as Jean Grey. Mm. Nice. Right. Nice. I want to see I Emily Blunt, and I, I I thought Mrs. Fantastic, but I thought, let's go in a different direction. Let's do something because, I mean, it makes sense because her husband's John Krasinski. He, is Mr., he was Mr. Fantastic. I was like, that's a little too on the nose. Let's go in a different direction. Who could she be if I did, like, an X-Men? So my only... I like this. My only hesitation was because of her age. I didn't want to put her in well, something. Well, that's where they what I'm could... saying. We'd have to go with the older conception of yeah. them. It would not be a young group. Yeah, but I like that we're going this direction. Yeah, or if it is, she would be older, and there'd be younger members on the team, and we'd do some sort of age disparity. All right. You know, I like that. Like she's a teacher, like that kind of thing, versus you know, like a younger group. Yeah. My number four is Emily Blunt <laughs> as Silver Sable. Because then oh, you can have her keep coming out and she can jump in different movies because Silver Sable was all over yeah, the place true. in the Marvel Universe. I also thought about, I for a tiny bit, I was going to say her as Mr. Sinister gender swapped. Ooh, fascinating. Because there's plenty, there's so many characters you could easily gender swap to get. And can more we have Anne Hathaway as a uh, black cat and then just play off the whole? You could, yeah. <laughs> that she was Catwoman, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I think her as Silver Sable would be cool. She gets some cool action sequences, True. and she could just hop around all the different uh, movies. She could go into the TV shows. Hell, she could get her own show. So there's True. a lot they could do with that. And it's fascinating that we both had her at number four. Interesting, yeah. Eric, who's your number three? Uh, number three for me, Anya Taylor Joy as Spitfire. Um, I think uh, Casey stop drooling. Off, she kind of has that haunting like look already. And Spitfire is a vampire. Um, and really, this was me trying to connect two dots that I didn't know about until I started researching. He could make a good <laughs> young Jean Grey. She is in the movie we're watching next week. By the way, I'm just pointing that out. Yes, Aww. I think she could make a. She can but make you know, a good young Jean Grey, though, I think, yet. too. It's she not MCU that. yet. Yes, John, she could also be it's that. Debatably that's, what, that's just my thought. Um, John, who's your number three? His name's John Cena! Nice. As the thing. I never thought about that. I could totally say that. I've heard rumors about that. He wants that part. Oh, let him have He's it. He's apparently out there. That image came from a site 
where he is rumors that are that he wants that part. I think he should get it. I think that would be well funny. That. I think that that, but then that makes who you make Human Torch even more important. Yeah, if you want the true. banter, this is true. My number three is the Rock. Ah, <laughs> the thing. <laughs> this is the second <laughs> time you and I have done like a little switcheroo. First, it was the actor, the actress doing different parts, and now it's an a different actor doing the same part. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, it's pretty good. You can do um, it too. I can see that. I just think he's got the charisma and he could handle his uh, his Maui. Yeah. And if he wanted to mocap it, you know, he's the right height. The only thing is we do know that Marvel wants um, Ben to be Jewish, a a Jewish actor. So it's the only thing that's would throw the rock out. But I think he I think it'd be fun. Is John Cena Jewish? I don't think so. But maybe they will. (laughs) He'll convert. Yeah, (laughs) He's committed. Eric, who's your number two? Number two, I wanted to find a way to get this actor in there because I think he's the one who kicked off this whole idea for me. Oh, no. So Tom Hanks, and then through my depths of research, guys, I've I've got so many different Google tabs open of, like, characters not in the MCU. You went for the 12, Uh, buddy. I like it. I like it. But Phantom Reporter. Right? And I feel like that would actually be an age-appropriate role for him now. I feel like I I saw this image. Hey, folks, go check out The 12 by J. Michael Straczynski about a bunch of heroes who got... World War II heroes who vanish and then reappear in the modern age. It's a good story. That's a good choice. And I think Tom Hanks like would fill it out perfectly. He would. I, I agree with you. It's world. like their version of the spirit. Yeah. It's almost yeah, like a, 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 a different take on the spirit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Marvel call me. Marvel call right, John, who is your number two? <laughs> My number two is uh, Jodie Comer as Mystique. All right. I don't know who Jodie Comer is. Same. You don't know who Jodie Comer is? No. Who, who, who no. is she? You don't know who she is. Okay. We literally both just said no. What's wrong with you people? Can you tell us who she is? I was going to look at her <laughs> IMDb just to like, see if there was something I could tell you that you would be like, you know, oh, yeah. This that's... image tells me that she's a reporter. She was in Free Guy, Killing Eve, The Last yeah. Duel. Who was she in Free Guy? Help. She's Star the Wars? girl. She's in Killing Eve. Wait a minute, is she, is she in the, is she Jody, in, I'm sorry if you're listening to this. <laughs> wait a minute, no. Is, is she in um I mean, is this the girl from She's um, Millie. Psycho? She's Molotov from, um, girl. Motel? No, is this um is this... Ray's mother in episode nine, Rise of Skywalker? Very small part. It's not the girl from Bates Motel. I don't think so. No. Okay, then I have no idea who this is. She's British. My number two is, so is Michael Fassbender <laughs> as Doctor Doom. All right, yeah, he, he I can see that. Out. Yeah, Just I feel like he's there. he's marvelled out at this point, though. Like I don't know. Like I like. Do you marvel out like, for that pay? Do you marvel out for that pay? I feel like Dark Phoenix took it out of all of them. Like they're like, we can't do it again. <laughs> I'd just be like Fassbender. You can. Uh, you can. Do an Oscar Isaac. We'll just do your voice. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're going to let you kill some Nazis. There you go. John, I'm oh, sorry, Eric, who's your number one? My number one is actually uh, one of the ones I've, I've wanted. I know it's been rumored before. Um, I'd really still like it to happen, which is John Hamm as Mr. Sinister. I almost had him on my list. I, I came really close. Same, I, like the exact same. It would have been my number one, and it would have been John Hamm and Mr. Sinister. Yeah. Nice. Oh. That's good. I like it. Right, I'd like to see it. Who's your number one, John? Well, come on. All right. 
Giancarlo Esposito as uh, Professor X. Right. I want to see it. I he's, want it. He's the rumor, right? Isn't yes, I want it though. I want. It. I really want to see it. He'd be great. I he's do like great. him as that. I just period. don't know if I want him as. I want him in the MC for sure, hundred percent. I don't want him as a villain. I want to see him stretch the yeah. zero side. I just don't know if I want him as Xavier. I don't. I won't hate him as Xavier. Well, then Magneto just, would be my backup choice on that. He would be. I would love him as Magneto, but I want. I would like them to stay in the hero side. I just can't That's figure out a hero that would be really fascinating for him. So I can find one Xavier for sure. But I think there's you know if they were doing older, um, him as Mister Fantastic would be really interesting. That would be fascinating. But he's he's a little too old for that particular role. My number one. I went way out of the box. Ooh. Chris Pine. <laughs> Thunderstrike. Mm-hmm. Wow. I just think after watching D&D, I want Chris Pine in everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I would, because he's comedic. I think it would be so great. You get him and Simon Pegg together as Thunderstrike at Beta Ray Bill, and they're out there looking for Thor. <laughs> it'd be great. Put okay, them in the fourth Thor movie. If, you, if either one of you, you can watch it on. Thor. You can watch it on Amazon. Have either one of you heard of a TV show called Jury Duty? I've heard about no. it, but it's actually on. It's actually freebie that you watch. Through, yeah, but it's through Amazon. Amazon. You yeah. can watch it. I actually listened to a podcast talking about that earlier. Okay, James Marston is in that. Yeah, playing himself, and at yeah. one point he gets really upset about losing a role to Chris Pine. <laughs> it is actually quite hilarious that it's really funny yeah but my understanding is that the concept of basically either the joe schmo show or, a little bit like he um, he thinks he's in a documentary about jury duty yeah and then they go through this whole thing and then when they do at the end is they go behind the scenes and he gets to see everything and that's what makes it even more interesting so marsden talked about in an interview i don't remember where but they were talking about it in this what i was listening to that he actually said that to convince this guy, they literally sat through each day for three weeks, like four hour court cases. Yeah. And like they actually some of the people who are there are real judges and, and actual real lawyers who well, are no, brought in to be more convincing. Well, but mo- every, but everyone is an actor at the end of the day. Yes. They're not just bringing in like random people to, no. to start a, a he's the only He's the only not not, not actor. But it's really just very fascinating. Yeah. Just watching him and what they put him through to try and see how far they can take it. Mm-hmm. That's what gets really interesting. John, I believe it is your turn to All give right. me. I got a... one that kind of goes with similar to what we did last week. I want to do the top 10 worst MCU slash Marvel casting ever. So the worst MCU... Worst casting. Or, or we're just doing Marvel? Marvel movie? Let's just or do all Marvel movies. People who were miscast. So MCU or all? All. All, any oh. Marvel. People in, and people who we think were miscast for the role they were in. All right. Mm. So if this one was aspirational, okay. I want to go the other way on this. Okay. One. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a caveat to this. Okay. Has to be live action. Okay, no, that's I'm, that's fine. I'm I can go with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm cool. I'm I I was thinking live action anyway. Yeah, so uh, I just because I was just thinking yeah, like, yeah. oh god, because I would just throw all of them on a, Ultimate Avengers. <laughs> 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 I mean, the whole list. I mean, nothing else. 
Got it. Awesome. Well, thank you, gentlemen. I know this was a long one, and I apologize, ladies and gentlemen, this is a long one, but we knew this was going to be a bad one. Um, but from here on out, it's it'll get shorter. Um, and once we hit Avengers, we'll be like one a week. So it'll be back to our old normal routine that we used to have way back in the day. Mostly normal. Mostly normal, except for when we do like a Godfather level tier. This was almost like a Godfather level this was, tier. This was getting close to Godfather. Um, but next week, it's enjoyable movies for the most part. Even New Mutants isn't as bad as Dark Phoenix. It's kind of like Godfather. Like it started off with two good ones, and then it really just trailed off of the third. <laughs> and then the fourth one they did like the what's that new cut God, oh, godfather four can you believe it what, what they did one they did a cut recently i forget what they called it we're like too long. Like, huh what john we're going too long come on we're dragging it out now oh no i was gonna say there's there's a new there's another cut if anyone doesn't know there's a new ah! cut of godfather no. uh, it's, i think it's Please. godfather two um, but i just don't remember what they called the cut but it's supposed yeah. to be pretty bad um Anyway, well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I am Casey Franklin, and you can find me at the Twitters, as long as Twitter still exists, at Vash underscore Maxwell, Letterboxd Vash Maxwell, Hive, Casey Franklin, I'm not going to tell you LinkedIn, I don't have an Instagram, and if I ever get a blue sky, we'll see what I get. Eric can be found only at Letterboxd, and it's Eckley, because he always forgets to tell you that. You can also find him at LinkedIn, Somewhere. <laughs> or John, North Virginia. <laughs> if you wander around the Manassas <laughs> battlefield, you might stumble across him walking his dog. Who knows? John, John, where can they find you? Well, you can't find me on Twitter anymore. Well, you can. I just deleted the app, but I'm going to get rid of the account soon. So I'm going to drop that one. But you can find me on Letterbox at esoteric underscore design. I'm sorry, esoteric underscore Evans. And you can find me on Instagram at esoteric underscore by underscore design. And we now also, and I'm in charge of the one that is not underscore funny underscore guys presents at Instagram for the show. Nice. Just throw that in there. So nice. like, subscribe, comment, all that fun stuff. That's right. And what's follow us. We'll do some photos and stuff on there. All right. Thank well, you. Photos going up this week. So, yeah. Um, what are you putting photos? Of? We'll talk about that. In I'll, a I'll put the covers of the movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, I can handle okay. that. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again. Please write in to us, notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com and let us know what you think. You can tell us that we were too long and we acknowledge that this episode. We're short. Thank you again, everyone. Both of you have a nice week. Do something fun. Windows. And I'll see one of you in a couple of days. Ooh. Not going to say which one. Boo. Later. See you guys.